Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Braley. Our scenario is called Paper Chase. It was written by John Sullivan. This will be the fifth time I've run this one-shot, and I often say it is one of my favorites. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. It was a cold, wet, gray time in Arkham, Massachusetts, that period at the end of winter where everything was being reborn from the gloom. The foggy woods all around were getting sparkles of green on the tips of their dead-looking branches, and small, bright wildflowers were pushing their way up through the last lingering drifts of unmelted snow. Despite these promises of spring, the gloom would probably last another month. Frankie Courtney and Robert Hardcastle sat in their cramped desks on the second floor of the Regal Building in Arkham. They hadn't had much work in the past two weeks and had decided to clean up some of their old cases. They were going over a case from the last year with their friends. Hey, uh, Frankie, remember yeah. that one time we, um, we were chasing down that billionaire, lost a plane, I think? boat I, I don't remember exactly what where, where did we end up finding it again like i don't remember if it was off the coast of bermuda or, or we found uh, off we the found, coast of maine we found the boat off the coast of bermuda we found his body off the coast of maine right he was murdered right right yes i got a rather interesting photo out of that one um <laughs> shame my shame the papers couldn't use it you know the body with you know um uh, let's, shall we say, in a state of déshabille? Yes. Well, he yeah. had just come back from, from the Bahamas, or Bermuda. Mm. Yeah, and there was that one with the postman uh, who ran off with the uh, the army guy's wife. You remember that one, Robert? Oh, I remember that one. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I thought a box he was carrying was a gun, nearly shot the poor son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Gene, you, you you took on the wife's side in all this. Why now? Well, she paid more, of course. <laughs> you can hear outside your office somebody coming up the stairs. Uh, they're coming up quickly. Step, 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 like that. Um, there's a, a tap, tap at the door of your office, and it opens because it's not locked. And in steps a delivery boy, um, a message boy. Uh, and he walks up to uh, to your uh, desk, uh, Mr. Connor, I mean, Mr. Hardcastle, and uh, hands you a pretty little green envelope uh, yeah. and then holds out his hand for tip. <laughs> right. Pulls out Penny, flips it to the kid. He takes it and says, thank you, mister. And mm -hmm. he uh, turns around and, and leaves. Don't spend it all in one place now. So you open up the envelope, uh, fancy, fancy schmancy envelope. Mm -hmm. You open up the envelope, and uh, there is a letter inside. To whom it may concern, my name is Thomas Kimball. I'm not really sure how one goes about hiring an investigator, but it was suggested to me by my sister. Apparently, you solve mysteries. Well, I got a real puzzle for you. I would like to invite you and your associates to tea this afternoon where we can discuss this strange and perplexing mystery, the details of which I would rather discuss in person. No need to alert the police. I doubt they could find the shoes on their own feet. 
Sincerely, Thomas Kimball at 202 East Derby Street, Arkham, Massachusetts, between Peabody and Dyer. I like this guy already. Mmm. Tea. We don't get invited to tea. No cops. Not often, anyway. Even better. Uh, oh, Kimball's. Aren't they the ones that uh, own the, uh, uh, the, the, the big uh, department stores? That sounds about right. Mm. Peabody and Dyer. Yeah, that sounds like the right neighborhood. Hmm. Well, that means they will pay pretty well, right? Ideally. Actually, when looking at uh, the map of Arkham, uh, it's in North Arkham above uh, Independence Square. Uh, let's see uh, where they are. It's in a fairly affluent area of Arkham. Uh, Kimball's house would be directly north of Independence Square, uh, near St. Clair's Catholic Church. Um, so not really, in, not too far from the business district, which is, uh, you know, south, uh, southwest of that same area. Okay. <clears throat> All right. I, hmm. I, I better make sure to have, have, to have my best hat with me. Do we want to call Antoine on this? You know, oh. maybe he'd like to write up a story on uh, Mr. Kimball. Yeah, never hurts to uh, toss a toss a favor to a buddy. Mm. Let's see if he can come. Fine by me. All right. Okay. So you all get together, and uh, Arkham is not a large town, uh, and the address isn't far from your office. So you have a choice of driving over there or walking. Either way, I mean, you're not not getting, it's not a place you can get stranded. You know, it's literally three or four blocks away from you. So you might as well walk, right? Right. Good to get if, the steps in. If it's if it's that close. And it's a little chilly outside, but it's not uncomfortably chilly. Um, so I'd say it's probably about. Uh, it's about noon that you got the letter. So he said afternoon, you wander over there. We'll say that you're discreet. You get there about one o'clock. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, it's a pretty little house, two stories, Victorian. Um, it's well kept. The gardens around it are also well kept, but they aren't flowery. Um, there's shrubbery. And uh, it's well-maintained. Somebody who owns a house like this doesn't do the gardening themselves. They, they've hired somebody. So everything is well-clapped. But there's no feminine aspect. There's no flower beds or, or anything like that. There, It's very stately. It's not huge. Uh, and there is a small drive next to it and a not really a garage, but a carport, a little uh, thing over it. And there is a very fancy uh, car sitting in the in the car drive, kind of I an off off yellow. Um, what's it called? Like a town town car. Okay, I'm sort of flicking my eye over all this, and I'm like, well, I'll tell you one thing: there's certainly no lady here. That lack of flower beds <laughs> is gives gives that away. Don't even need to be a PI to figure that out. Yeah. I don't really think the uh, off yellow really attracts the ladies either. <laughs> Dames, what do they know? Mm -hmm. I didn't think they were uh, selling much for those flower photos anymore. 
<laughs> I, I, Fair enough. Sold, I haven't sold flower photos in quite a long time, Gene. You know that. That's kind of my point there, Martha. So there's five steps up to the porch, which is covered. And there is a rather ornate red door, which is also fairly common. Um, you knock on the door. You can hear steps on the wooden floor inside coming towards the door. It opens, and a gentleman who looks like he's about six foot one um, opens up the door. Uh, he's dressed in a very nice-looking suit. Uh, he... Uh, doesn't exactly smile when he sees you and he says, oh, I didn't know there would be five of you, but uh, are you um, the detectives? Yes. Yes. But he says, uh, my name is Thomas Kimball. Please uh, come inside and I'll explain the situation to you. He's very matter of fact, it would seem. And he doesn't have a butler, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you step inside, and uh, he says, uh, "You know, pardon me for a moment while I get some tea." And of he uh, he steps into the other room uh, and proceeds to make tea. Tells you to make yourself comfortable on the furniture. The furniture is once again functional. It's not really uh, feminine in any way. Um, it's still a little fancy because of the time period, and it is a little dated. It's not like modern furniture from the 1920s. It's not modern mm -hmm. furniture. It's probably came with the house, you would say. Um, there are uh, a number of uh, pictures on the mantle, uh, some of whom look like the gentleman who you just met. Uh, some of them look like a woman. Um, who has kind of that same sort of facial cast, uh, maybe a, a sister or maybe mother when she was younger. And there's another gentleman there who also has that same sort of cast. Um, his picture sits on the mantle as well. Um, the gentleman brings the tea in and he says, well, I'm, I'm glad that you came. I have a bit of a puzzling mystery for you. I'm, puzzler as it were uh, please tell us all about it well I'll, I'll start with a little bit of background I, I don't actually live here this is my brother's home uh, his name is Douglas uh, and he points to the mantle he says that's his picture there uh, our family isn't precisely uh, we're not a close-knit family we have money. Uh, we've kind of spread ourselves out a bit. My sister, uh, she's perhaps the most social of the family. She drops by at least twice a year um, just to visit Douglas. That often, huh? About that yeah. often, yeah. Uh, Douglas is a, a bit of a... He likes his privacy. He's... Uh, he likes, he's just not a very social person. Uh, my sister's the outgoing one in the family. And what did Anyways, you say her name was? Uh, her name is uh, Gloria. Uh, it's actually Gloria Taylor, but it's it's Kimball Taylor. She was Kimball, now she's Taylor. 
she um, dropped by about six months ago, and uh, Douglas wasn't here. Now, that's not that unusual. He does occasionally like to travel, and he certainly doesn't send us his itinerary. Uh, he just goes. And, uh, and so she didn't think much of it. But she came by last week on her rounds, and he still wasn't here. And there was quite a bit of dust on things. So she tidied up the place. We, of course, had keys to the place. She tidied up. And uh, we still are pretty much convinced that he's perhaps gone to Europe or something. He talked about Europe a lot. And so um, here we are. I'm, I'm just, she had me come over, and watch the place and make sure the bills were all paid and so forth. And I'm, I'm, I have business in Arkham anyways. And normally I live in Maine, but uh I've, I'm almost concluded with my business, and that's when the strangeness began. Uh, perhaps it's better if I just show you. And he says, please, please follow me. And so right. he takes you uh, in. I'll, I'll give you a quick look. This is what uh, Douglas looks like. From his picture on the mantle. Mm-hmm. He takes you in to the library, which is a very nice, neat library. And he says, well, you see what I mean. Hmm. Your uh, brother Douglas, Douglas was a bit of a bookworm, huh? Well, yes. Yes, he, uh, he enjoyed reading perhaps more than being social in any manner. But, but you see the problem here. I mean, it's um, it, what? Well, there's missing books. Oh. And if mm. if no one's been here in at least seven months, what? How is that happening? Well, uh, could he have taken them to be taken to Europe to be sold? Well, uh, I don't. I don't think you completely understand what I'm telling you. Uh, my sister was here. I was here. Uh, I've been here for a week now, and my sister was here and cleaned. There were no missing books. Mm. Uh, you think somebody came in and stole part of your brother's collection? I. That's what you're here to decide and tell me. I, All right. Um, when did you notice the books had gone missing? Actually, just yesterday. I thought about calling the police, but... I don't have much opinion for the police in Arkham. Mm. Okay. Are, are so, the, the particular books valuable that are missing? I don't know that much about books. Once again, it's something you can figure out. I don't, right. I think so, books make very nice decorations, but I'm not much of a reader myself. Frankie is going to take out his, his pocket pad and his pen and he's going to go around to all of the spaces and write down the names on the books that are on either side. Okay. And, so, and while he's doing that, I'm going to get my camera out and take some photos of the, um, of the library with spaces so that we it sort of helps visualize later. Uh, and so since you've started doing stuff, he says, well, then I'll, I'll leave you to it. And he looks at I, his fancy wristwatch and he says, 
I, I do have some business in town. Um, I can leave you here. I trust your trustworthy. Very quick, Mr. Kimball. So sorry. Uh, Before you leave, could we discuss uh, payment? Oh, of course. Um, Just what would you normally charge? I don't Mm. normally... I I think Robert will move towards Frankie. Uh, What do you think, Frankie? Thirty dollars, twenty-five dollars a day plus expenses. That's five bucks for each of us a day. Is that that's that's normal? That's fine. That's fine. Um, I and he gives you an address. He says my temporary office in town is here. Um, you can uh, they actually have a telephone in that office building, so you can contact me. I'm afraid Douglas does not have a telephone, so you'll have to call me from down the street or something like that. Right. Mm. I sort um, of absentmindedly murmur that as I'm making sure the camera is setting the way I want. And he says, I'll be back probably around five this afternoon. Don't worry, Mr. Kimball. You're in good hands. We'll have this caper figured out sooner than you think. Caper. Interesting <laughs> choice of word. And he, uh, he, just unceremoniously dismisses himself. <laughs> you you hear him jumble around in the other room for a minute, and then eventually you hear the door open and his car drive away. Hmm. All right. All right. So, I've got the photos more or less taken. I sort of say as hmm. I'm making sure I've got all my uh, film off to one side because you know this camera. I have to keep reloading every time I want to go and take a new picture. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Frankie, yes, you're looking at the books, mm-hmm. and at first, you know, you're, you what you're expecting is, you know, some sort of valuable books. They are hard, hard bound. But as you're going through and looking at the missing books, you begin to realize that these are small collections of modern fiction uh, and semi-modern fiction. Um, it's not difficult for, and they're, and they're very well arranged in order. Uh, there are copies of uh, Jules Verne, his uh-huh. works in a collection. And two of those books are obviously missing. It's easy for you to figure out that it's master of the world and Mysterious Island. Uh, There is a good collection of Mark Twain, and the two books that are missing are number 44 and Mysterious Stranger. There is Oscar Wilde, and the picture of Dorian Gray is missing. There is Leo Tolstoy, Anna Karenina is missing. Uh, there are Charles Dickens, Great Expectations, and Tale of Two Cities is missing. And there is H.G. Wells, The Time Machine, that is missing. Most of the other stuff is there. Um, many of the books have the same uh, general age as if he bought them in, he got all, you know, once... Once he started mm-hmm. reading, he got all of the books that were available for that. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. 
I'm sort of cast, I'm sort of casting through my you know memory of the general plot of most of those, and <clears throat> there's not really much of a connection between any of these works, really. I mean, mm. except that our thief apparently has a very good taste. Well, I'm going to take a look around the room, see how our book snatcher got in. Maybe he got sloppy after he got some reading material. Okay. And, yeah, Robert will just start looking around the room. Okay. Do a spot hidden for me, Robert. You got it. That is a 12. Very nice. So... Their only way into this room, there's two ways in. There is the door and the window. Um, okay. Actually, there's probably two windows. There's one on the side and there's one on the back. And they are completely ringed by books. Um, you're, you're looking at one of the windows, and it, it doesn't seem to have been... Uh, uh, he's not exactly maintaining the house. He probably has a gardener. He probably has, well, he apparently doesn't have a maid because there was dust on everything. Um, but there are some deep scratches in the windowsill and the window's not locked. None of the windows are locked. Mm. Bingo. Got something. However, when you look out the window, you realize that because of the raised steps in the front, this window's about 15 feet off the ground. Hmm. So. A ladder, maybe? Get up the steps. Seems like it. Yeah. That was a good spot. You can see out the window, there is a work shed in the back of the property. Uh, the back of the property is woods. Um, it's, it's North Arkham, where the woods start. Um, and it does look like there are animal paths and things going off into the woods. It's actually kind of pretty. There's mm. still little little bits of dirty snow in the in the forest. There a wander over to to see that that window and finally notice those scratches. Whoever it was apparently had some pretty sharp nails or something. Mm. Or he might have tried crowbarring the door window open when he figured when then he figured out it wasn't locked opened it got in yeah that too hmm well, i think oh, we there. should check out that shed yeah Maybe i was that's wondering where... if there are any uh any steps or something outside tracks. yeah there are uh there are steps 15 feet down from the no, window. i mean tracks tracks that's a good idea gene all right antoine what are you up to i am Observing all of the books, just running a finger along some of the such a disrespectful literature. <laughs> they allowed them to get so dirty. Uh, Antoine, we can always count on you for your delightful judgments. Well, why else do you keep me around? Antoine, do a um, do a spot hidden for me, Antoine. Spot hidden. Uh, oh, that's a twenty-four. Under 25. Nice. Nice. Okay. So, Antoine, as you're uh, looking at the semi-disgust at the books and, and the condition they've been left in, and you're, you're moving along, you begin to realize that there is a pattern 
you don't find much in the way of nonfiction. Um, he seems to have been very much interested in fiction and not necessarily good, hard, dramatic fiction, but science fiction and fantasy and and it's it's hard you're hard pressed to find a dictionary amongst his books he seemed to be very interested in in these flights of fancies fancy if you will it seems our missing person was more interested in make believe than reality perhaps he would like to indulge in escapism a lot well, considering the state of things right now, I guess some people would prefer to, I say, as I'm opening up the cartridges that I, I've used for my photos to have a, a look at them. Hmm. Maybe oh, he's uh, writing a new book or something for himself. Uh, see if there's any manuscripts in a desk or something. Hmm. Um, you look at his desk, it's very neat. Um, he does have pencil or pencil and uh, uh, a very fancy pill quin. Looks like it's made out of silver. Um, there is a writing blotter. There's uh, uh, some correspondence. Um, as you look through the correspondence, uh, it seems to be all between him and um, uh, somebody named uh, Eve. Remedy at Florence Bookstore, uh, hmm. which is in Arkham. Hmm. Florence. Florence. Okay. All right. Probably, probably where he bought all of these, I say, as I'm looking up for my pile of photos. Mm. Yeah. There's no books that he would have had left over, say, from university, right? It's all Nothing popular like fiction. That. Popular right. fiction. Okay. Well, Maybe we can check on that Florence character later once we've gotten a good enough look around the house. Florence is the bookstore. It's uh, the the person he's writing to is Eve Remedy. Ah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Miss Re uh, Miss Remedy should probably be a font of information about her customer if we uh, couch it correctly. Mm. So you were going to look outside. Mm -hmm. uh, are you all going to go outside, or are some of you going to stay inside? I was going to stay inside and do a quick tour of each floor. Uh, I'm not going to ransack the house, um, but I, I want to at least look in all of the rooms of the house. Okay. Yeah, Robert yeah. will go outside to look in, in the shack. I'll, I'll, I'll go with Frankie. Besides, I kind of want to take some up. Uh, th th this house is beautiful enough. I kind of want to see if I can get some good pictures out of it. Okay. Yeah, uh, Gene will head outside and uh, try not to get his shoes muddy. Okay. Antoine will stay inside with Frankie. Okay. So uh, we'll go outside first. Outside, uh, yeah, you do find that the grass, which is probably a blue fescue, a fairly thick grass, uh, it is muddy in places. It's soft. Uh, the ground has been melting. Uh, the grass is just starting to turn green again instead of the brown that it's been underneath the snow. Uh, when you get to the back window, um, you, you find what seem like um, 
indentations in the soil, uh, but they're not really, they're not sharp, you know, like a, a ladder's feet would put into the soil or a chair would, would put rather sharp. They're just kind of, you know, modeled. You're not sure that they're anything at all. Hmm. You could do a tracking roll or a, a spot hidden. I'll do a spot hidden. Spot I'm better hidden. at that. Yeah. That's a 42. That's a success. 14. That's an extreme. Okay. Yeah. It looks more like maybe something was placed down on the ground and then if they had a ladder, they put the ladder on top of it. So it didn't make much of an impression at all. You don't know that there's a ladder yet. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so they're obviously trying to disperse the weight up, uh, the weight out. I guess that's the uh, so that the whatever they use didn't sink into the mud and fall over with the books. I would suppose. Mm, that would make sense. You guys both passed your spot hidden, though. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You do notice that there are some gouges on the outside of the window sill. 15 feet up uh, as mm. if something did scrape against them and scrape the paint off a little bit. Hmm. Well, that's odd. Oh, I wonder if there's anything stuck up in there, maybe. You know, when sometimes you scrape things, if uh, you lose a little bit of a, yeah, a little... nail or something. or mm. Well, hopefully we won't find a bit of nail up there. That would be a little concerning. Well, you know, just maybe a little bit of torn skin or something like that. Yeah, we can we get need a, good, a We need to find some way to get up there. So, and I'm not standing on your shoulders. <laughs> well, let's check the shed for a ladder. That's where I'd keep one. Mm. Okay. And uh, Martha, you're out there with them. Oh you're no! You're taking sorry. pictures. I'm taking. Well, no, no, no sorry. I, I, I guess I wasn't clear. I said I was staying inside. With, oh, with okay. The photos. Okay, so you're taking pictures of the interior. Yeah. Okay. All right, but, so gentlemen. But, but I did get a snap of the claws on the window for, you know, Okay. reference for later. Um, so you, you walk, uh, the guy's outside. You walk over to the shed. Um, the, the ground is fairly squishy as you're going. It's not, it's not muddy so much as grassy, and, you know, you're just sort of pushing into it because it's soft. Um, you don't see any evidence that anybody's opened the shed in a while um it's not locked but when you open it there's you know some cobwebs uh not heavy just like you might expect over the winter to show up um there is a early model you know lawnmower the kind you push and there are a few other implements of uh for probably for the gardener to use. There is a ladder that's in there, but it's in the back. Hmm. Must have been, I have to be premeditated then. They must have brought their own ladder with them. They knew what they were doing. Yeah, they must have. The only uh, other thing I can think of is if they somehow got like a rope on the roof and then climbed down through the window. Yeah, but that would leave the indentation on the, on the ground below. Well, their feet would. Eh. Chances are, though, they probably just brought their stuff with them. Mm. Well, let's get out this ladder and look at the window from the outside. Yeah. 
it it also right. occurred okay go ahead yeah okay so you guys get the ladder out and you're going to check out the window so we'll go back inside for now um frankie you were going to sort of survey the house mm -hmm. yep. yep room by room quick walk through if anything looks really weird or odd or you know mm -hmm. interesting even uh, i'll check it out but otherwise i just want to do a tour yeah, and okay. as as he's doing that, I'm right behind him with my camera, snapping, you know, photos again for for reference for later. All right. So as you're walking around, you you go out of the the uh, library back into the living room, and it's as I described it to you. Uh, there is a small hallway leading off of there to a kitchen, mm -hmm. uh, which is in the back of the house. Um, there is a stairway going up, and there is a door in the side of the stairway, probably leading to a basement. Everybody has basements. Mm -hmm. um, uh, everything is very nice, you know, but it does give you that impression that it hasn't exactly been maintained uh, perfectly. The paint's a little peeling. The, the, the wallpaper is pretty, but it's got spots in it where it's it's been peeling. Uh, you head up the stairs, and uh, it kind of L's. There are a number of bedrooms. Um, you get to the first bedroom, and you open it, and it seems immediately obvious that while this had been a spare bedroom, um, probably Thomas Kimball is currently using it. There's a suitcase on the floor. There are a number of suits hung up. There are some things, you know, here and there on his nightstand, mm -hmm. um, and the bed, but the bed is made. Okay. Uh, a lot of there, respect for the gentleman. I won't go through his stuff. Down the hall, you find something very similar. It's another bedroom. Once again, it was obviously, it's probably um, Douglas's bedroom. Uh, it's recently been dusted, mm -hmm. uh, which you can tell, and, and things have been straightened. So little things, knickknacks and things are all straightened. Uh, the bed's been made. Um, the closet still is full of suits, and mm -hmm. there are quite a few pairs of uh, black and brown, uh, very expensive-looking shoes in there. Uh, but they don't look like they've been worn in a while. There's a chest of drawers with, you know, sundries in them, uh, underwear and so forth like that. Uh, but in general, the room is rather sparse. There are a, a number of books sitting next to the bed. Um, one of them is uh, Le Miserable mm -hmm. by Victor Hugo. And the other one is The Three Musketeers by Alexander Dumas. Hmm. <laughs> For a moment, I thought we were going to end this case already, but no. <laughs> um, as I'm looking around, though, especially at the um, amount of clothes, um, is it, I mean, is, is there enough space in the closets and whatever to make me think that he would have packed up a, a bunch of stuff and, and gone traveling, or does it seem a little implausible? Do a spot hidden for me. Uh, 14 out of 65. That's a hard. As you are pondering that very question and you sort of 
think to yourself and you sort of turn yourself about. You can see his large suitcase under his bed. Frankie. Mm-hmm. They say he was traveling. Uh, sorry, uh, Mr. Kimball said his brother was traveling, right? Yeah. What you found? Point to the suitcase. Yeah, I'll go pull it out. And to answer your question, no, it looks like the closet's full of clothes. They're all very similar. Then men's suits back then were all very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You pull out the suitcase, and it's very light. You open it up, and there is nothing inside. Hmm. So the plot thickens. Yeah. Seems like it. So if he's not traveling, where is he? Look through, look for papers, look for a diary, a journal, business, record of business appointments. Anything like that in the room? So you look around, do a, do a spot hidden for me. All right. Uh, 71 out of 70, I'll spend a point of luck. Do, are you, do you let us spend luck? Yeah, you can spend yeah, luck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll spend a point of luck. All right, takes me down to 74. That's a, just a regular success. Um, you look rather thoroughly. Uh, you don't find any folders with papers or anything like that. Um, you don't find a journal, but something convinces you that this kind of guy would keep a journal. Yeah. And I'm muttering to myself as I look around, you know, why, why can't I find the record of his business? Why can't I find his calendar? Why can't, you know, where's this guy's information? You can't keep all that stuff in your head. And I'm muttering as I'm going through drawers and stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't find any evidence of uh, anything that would indicate a business. Um, so weird. As I'm hearing all this muttering, is it possible he has an office? Some of that might be there. Yeah, it's my next question for the brother. Where's his office? Okay. Antoine, what are you doing now? I think I will uh, be observing out of, I assume there's a window in this bedroom. Yes. I'll just be uh, observing out the window and seeing whether or not there would be somewhere in the garden where he would maybe sit among nature and get inspired. Okay. So you look out the window and uh, you get a rather funny angle because uh, it's a Victorian house, so it's got little angles and things to it. Uh, you can see um, you can see Robert and Gene uh, fiddling with a ladder, putting it up against the side of the house. Um, and you can see, like I see, the back of the property. Uh, looks very dark. I mean, it's not very dark, but it's, you know, it's woods. It's mostly uh, spindly trees at the moment because there's no no big canopy of leaves on it. But uh, do a spot hidden as you're looking out there. That's uh, 11. Oof, nice. Very nice. It's rolling really well tonight. So yeah. you're looking out the window, and if you sort of Get up on your tippy toes and try to change your perspective a little bit. You can see that there are some sort of structures 
low-lying structures out in the woods. Um, you're not exactly sure what they are, but they don't look like trees or bushes. Um, there are ways in there. Um, you also notice that your friends climbing up on the ladder outside the window, um, they're within very close proximity to being seen by neighbors. There's a house on either side, uh, also Victorian, very not, not decorated the same way, but anybody in that house or the one on the other side, the, the left or the right house, should be able to see anybody sneaking around in the backyard of this house. Yeah. Uh, Ms. Dalcodney? Yes. It would seem that we may have nothing neighbors amongst our myths. Perhaps we can ask them if they have seen what's happened to our missing compatriots. Oh, that's an excellent idea. Yes, let's let's do that. Um, let, yeah, right. let's let's wrap up here in the house. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody needs to go in the basement alone and get killed. The rest of us, the the rest of us will go to the neighbors. But yeah, that's that's a good thing to do. Let's do that. All right. So, who wants to go down into the basement and get killed first? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll save you the trouble. Okay. Killer comes upstairs. And, uh, no, you you open up the uh, the uh, we'll we'll say you open up the cellar door. You uh, take a steps down. It's it's they're heavy wooden steps. There is a you know a light switch which you flip on. The oh, house does God. the house does have electricity, um, and it's not a particularly large basement. Uh, at one end there is a furnace. Uh, and there is a coal chute where they can, you know, the coal people can dump the coal down. Um, the rest of it is mostly empty except for some old furniture. Um, there's like an old sofa that's down here. Uh, there's a couple of pieces of beat up old furniture, right. uh, but nothing particularly interesting. I mean, okay. I, I snap a photo as a, a manner of course, but like there's nothing that like, so like, this type of furniture would, since, as you mentioned before, this is, it seems like this house is furnished with whatever it initially came with. So does this match the current decor or like what's? Yeah, well, it looks more like late 1800s furniture. Mm, okay. Like maybe this is the furniture that came with the house or maybe the previous house. Mm -hmm. um, I just to take a quick like wander over to, to, look, to look at some of it. But, you know, unless something jumps out at me. It's it's dusty. Um, obviously, sister doesn't uh, doesn't clean the basement. Right. Uh, Antoine will head over to the furnace and check, see if he can find anything like scraps of paper that may have survived being burnt. Well, the furnace is currently on. So the house is the house is warm, but you don't see anything. You know, there's embers. There's uh, there's coal. It's been stoked. Um, All right. but yeah, right now it's red, it's glowing. So, okay. Well, <laughs> you'll stand next to the furnace and go, can I just stay here for the rest of the time? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Antoine, we've got to keep moving, but all right, all right. This, this may be the first basement in Call of Cthulhu that I have not had combat in. <laughs> and I'm still looking around. Aside, I mean, aside for some rather 
ancient looking furniture. There's not really anything of note down here. So it doesn't right. look like there's places to hide. It doesn't look mm-hmm. like there's, yeah. you know. Okay. All right. Ready to head up? Yep. No yeah, scary monsters go. down here? No. Nope. Did you, Antoine, did you tell us about the structures you saw in the woods? Uh, no. But okay. I can tell you on the way out. Oh, okay. by the way, uh, like you, I saw some very strange structures in the distance. Oh, huh? ah, interesting. Uh, where? So this was uh, near the trees, Tom. Yeah, it's uh, it's somewhere out in the woods. You can see them only because you know the woods are just sticks mostly at the moment. Okay, uh, you saw this out, out the bedroom window. Hang on one second, I say as I dash upstairs with my camera. <laughs> Pass snap. Yeah. Come back down. All right, now let's go. <laughs> okay, uh, so gentlemen on the ladder mm. as you climb up. Um, the marks on the window look kind of like gouges, like something is, uh, has gouged into them a little bit. Um, it mm. could be like the edge of something. Uh, I mean, you're thinking almost like an axe that's cut into them a little bit. Not very deep, but definitely, you know, or maybe a, a garden rake although there's not a whole bunch of gouges in a line. It's something mm-hmm. odd. Hmm. Yeah, I and they have look, no they idea look, what could have made that. They look a little fresh. Hmm. Like, you know, the, the wood where it's worn away is not really weathered. So is there, any, is there anything inside the wood, like a chip, paint chip or anything like that? Um, well, do a spot hidden for me. And there's definitely going to be like chips of paint because it's that's a ten. Torn off. So that is an extreme. Okay, there is dirt in some of the cracks, like garden dirt. Um, you think also there's a partial, maybe a partial print of, like like the butt end of a hand like here is there anything that would give me the indication this might be a claw well you i mean you could imagine it's a claw but you can't think of what would have a claw like this it would be much bigger than a cat well we don't get any lynxes up here in massachusetts do we no this is more if it was anything it would be a person's hand or foot that had caused it but not a Hmm. shoe print Ah, uh, this is quite uh, strange, Robert. I very strange. It's like a hand, but it's like a claw, and it's too big to be a cat or any sort of small mountain lion. What are you yelling about? I say as we <laughs> yeah. uh, come around the house to sort of see you. I there's some kind of claw hand mark what? on the outside of the window. Uh, <sighs> I sort of, I can't I can't see it from here and I'm not hauling my camera up. Well, Point do you it want out, to pass up the camera and then I can take a picture of it and come down. All right, all right. Here. Gene and Robert. Drop it like last time, Robert. <laughs> and hold it till I dry up. Gene and Robert hey. do idea rolls. All right. 
idea rolls. Yeah. Intelligence ideas. Ooh, that is a 20. That it's just a hard. That's a 93. <laughs> okay. Nope. So Gene, you're thinking back to strange, you know, detective uh thriller sort of books that you've read. And you're thinking about a grappling hook. I mean, it's only 15 feet up, but if somebody tossed a grappling hook up here and then put their feet against the wall as they pulled themselves up, that might leave marks. Huh. I wonder if someone was brought in some mountain climbing gear or something. For a 15-foot house? I, I, I find that strange. Maybe it was see, little people. Gene, see, Gene, I told you it was a rope. Told you he pulled his way down. Well, that's right. You had mentioned something about that earlier. Yeah. All right, but did you get me a did you get me a photo? I'm getting to it, Martha. Keep your pants on. All right, got it. You're supposed to take the cap off the lens. I just still have it upside down. <laughs> I'm trying, okay? I ain't the camera guy, all right? <laughs> all right, so you take some pictures. Thank you. Half of I've, them are with the capstone. <laughs> I'm like, I took it off before I even brought it outside. How did it, you manage to put it back on there, Robert? Didn't want to get I mud don't. on it. You know, that is true. Cameras are expensive these days. This is true, but I say as I'm, you know, rearranging my photos. So who has oh, the lowest luck? luck? Uh, um, 83. Not me. I got 60. Uh, 50. I don't know how much luck I have. I have a 74. Uh, did we not put luck on yours, Connor? Uh, uh, nope, it doesn't seem that way. I had, to, I had to roll mine. So You do 3d6 times 5. All right. So it's a 3. It's a 4. That's a 1. So 8 times 5 is 40. 40. Okay. So I would have so the lowest. I think you have the lowest. All right. Do a luck roll for me. All righty. Uh oh. 73. Oh. Ooh. Oh, boy. All right. Oh, just forget that. Uh. <laughs> I've already forgotten. Well, now I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it's. It'll fine. be fine. Yeah, we just don't notice the creatures coming out of out of the out of the ground. Mm. All right. So, what do you want to do next? Well, I think we want to talk to the neighbors. I think maybe we want to split up in two groups and not advance on the neighbors on Moss um, and ask them if they saw anything. And uh, then maybe go call um, Douglas Kimball and ask him where his brother's office is. You mean Thomas Kimball? Tom, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I got my. Yeah. yeah. We also got uh, Eve Remedy we can uh, go meet up with. Yeah, we got to go. Oh, yeah. By the way, too. I. I say to, to Gene and Robert, um, I found some evidence in Douglas's bedroom that uh, if he's traveling, he's traveling real light, like nothing le level light. Yeah, mm. his, his suitcase, his large suitcase is still in place. And uh, Martha pointed out that it looks like all of his suits, all of his clothes are still in place. I looked around for a diary or journal or his business calendar or something, and I couldn't find it. Yeah. Didn't find his passport either? Couldn't find anything like that. 
yeah, rich people disappearing for a long time may be normal to other rich people who disappear for a long period of time. Uh, not so much to us. No. All right. So, hmm. so now, now we don't do it. We we don't just got missing books. We've got a missing missing rich guy. person. Looks like it. Yeah. You know, Frankie, I think we can upcharge for that. Yeah. Yeah, we need to uh, find out where this guy is and then say, hey, you know, by the way, we did. We kind of found your brother. Yeah. 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 All right. So So who wants the left house? Who wants the right house? Why don't I take the left? Robert, you take the right and then the others can just go with us as they wish. Got it. All right. I'll uh, I'll go with Robert this time. All right. I'll go with Frankie this time then. Switch up. Robert. Right. Okay. All right. Neighbors on the left. All this right. is looking looking at the Kimball house. Neighbors on the left. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm going to save us a little bit of time because they're going to give you more or less the same answers on either side. So well, let's um, let's just take the one on the left. Uh, you, you go over and you knock on the door, and uh, you hear somebody inside. Yeah, just a minute. Hold on. This and you hear some tapping across the floor. It sounds like step, step, tap, step, step, tap. Um, and then the door opens. There is a little, a small woman. Uh, she looks like she's probably in her 60s or, or older. She has a cane. Um, she looks up and she says, yeah, who are you? What do you want? <laughs> I, I bowed her, take my hat off and say, ma'am, very sorry to disturb you. Uh, we're helping the Kimball family. We're looking for um, Douglas. Douglas, you're looking for Douglas. Why are you looking for Douglas? Uh, uh, well, his his family hasn't heard from him in a while, and uh, they're worried. Uh, have you seen anything odd going on at the house? Anything odd? Odd the next door neighbors? I mean, yeah. I see some odd things all the time, but you know, it's not really odd. Uh, Mr. Kemble, uh, you're talking about Douglas. Uh, mm-hmm. He's not not a very sociable person. I've I've said good morning to him a few times as he you know, came and went, uh, which wasn't very often either. Mm. And I, uh, I, he, you know, he acknowledged that I was there, but, you know, he's never brought me any cookies or, or I've, I've, I, I think I tried years ago to take, you know, a plate of cookies. He was, he was friendly enough, but uh, he just, you know, didn't, didn't seem to. Didn't reciprocate. Yeah. He uh, just kind of one of those people that's not really interested, I guess, in, but I've never seen anything strange. I've never seen like, uh, like babies uh, be, be, of old of women going in there or parties. He's never had a party. But I can oh remember. well, more more the sh- more's the shame for him, isn't it? Uh, have you spoken with their sister, Gloria? Oh, Gloria, yeah, I see her about once every six months. I see her come by. She's a lovely lady. Yeah. Um, uh, although I, I think the last time I saw her was uh, maybe six months ago. Um, it's about the time of year that she shows up to, but I haven't seen her. Okay. Um, but and I give her I give her my card, and uh, I say uh, I would very much appreciate your help. I you you're you you strike me as a very observant person. Well, yeah, he's always walking around reading books. I see him with books all the time. He does have an extensive library. Yes, we saw his library. It's quite impressive. 
Yeah, he goes into town every once in a while, but I don't know when. It doesn't seem to be like rhyme or reason because he doesn't go out every day. And he does, it's not like he's got a steady job or anything. Do you know if he has an office? I have no idea. I mean, maybe yeah. he's got an office, but I, I don't know. I have no clue what he or his family do. I see his brothers there now. Yeah. Um, I thought his, maybe Gloria had talked with you about where his office might be or, or anything, but I guess not. Oh, I don't think, I don't think she ever mentioned an office. She says that her family has quite a bit of money. You know, they've never really had to do much in the way of work, except, I don't know, I don't know what her brother does. Uh, but uh, I've, I haven't seen him very much. The brother, that's... Um, Oh, what the hell's his name? Uh, Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, Thomas. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was that today. Uh, you, you might catch him, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, I, 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 I wish I could help. Well, you've you've actually helped a great deal. Already. Well, you you wouldn't happen to have seen anybody recently out by the house, would you? That you haven't seen before? Anybody out by the house? Um, there's uh, Charlie the gardener, but I haven't seen him lately. He usually, he probably will show up, you know, maybe in a month. Things are just starting to grow. He'll mow the lawn and clip, clip the hedges. But uh, no one doing no. any painting on the walls or anything on lattice. No, 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 no housework like that or anything. Um he doesn't have a maid, so I've, I've not seen a maid. I see the sister. But I, I don't think I've seen, I don't think that I've seen Douglas actually. Oh, it's been a while. I mean, he's mostly in the house. If he's not there, then, you know, it's not like I'm sitting at the window staring out of the house all the time. Oh, no, of course but, not. That would be terrible. But I think... Uh, I think it might have been a whole year since I've seen him. Hmm. Okay. Well, you have been so helpful. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. And uh, here's my card as well if you need any estate planning. Oh, okay. Are you a lawyer? Yes. Oh. It's always good to have a good lawyer. Are you a good lawyer? I'm a very good lawyer. I'm very good. Then I'll keep this card. I, I, uh, one of these days, you might have to get me out of prison because I'm going to murder this husband of mine. <laughs> well, if you ever want a divorce, I'm I'm very good at that too. I'll make sure you get ninety five percent. So she didn't say her name is Lila. Lila Odell. Lila Odell. Okay, thank you. And the neighbor on the other side is Mark Peterson, mm -hmm. and he's a little crusty too, and he gives kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, though, um, he might add something. Um. When you're talking to uh, when you're talking to him, he uh, Mark uh, he says, "Oh yeah, he's a kind of a lone of a fella. He doesn't uh, doesn't doesn't go out. I've never seen him, uh, you know, at, at uh, a bar or a tavern in town. Uh, I've never mm. seen him at a restaurant. Uh, I don't know. I I have seen him walking towards the library." And uh, and you know, in town a couple of times, uh, and he uh, <clears throat> he likes to to walk out in the woods back there. Um, he's got a always got a book in his hand. 
Hmm. Okay. Well, that's certainly that's certainly something. Thank you very much, sir. Hmm. Glad I could help. Of course. <clears throat> so as, as we're like reconvening and you're know, sharing everything we found, it's like it seems like this man really only ever left the house to go to his bookstore or the library. And when he wasn't oh, in the woods. Ten- or yeah. the woods. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think we ought to check out those uh, buildings Anton saw back there. Maybe that's where uh, Douglas went to do his nature reading, as one could put it. But it hasn't been seen for a year. I'm not sure what's going to happen if we go back there, you know. I mean, best what, case like scenario, fun. we find them. Worst case scenario. We find him. Yeah. <laughs> Dead. Yeah. Let's um well, let's go search. Loud, let's Anton. go search in the back first. Get our let's get all the business conducted here on premises and then go to the library. You know, call the brother, all mm. of that. All right. All right. So you walk across the lawn towards the back of the property where the, the trees um, start to uh, appear. Um, there is some rather uh, lush uh, shrubberies and things that are coming up in the woods. They're they're still mostly spindly because they don't have much green, but the green's coming. And as I said in the beginning of the story, that uh, there are little wildflowers popping up through the this the bits of snow, little. Uh, grape hyacinth that are very pretty and little snowdrops and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you realize there is a, a definite sort of worn path. Uh, it's not very wide. It's it's probably just from one person or walking back and forth. Mm-hmm. You follow it in for a while and you can sort of imagine that uh, in the summer, this uh, there, there'd be a canopy of trees above you, of flowers. It would be very uh, wet, green, and, and peaceful as you go along. You can see in the distance what look like little, little obelisks or steeples or something. And by the time you sort of ponder what they are, you realize you're coming into a graveyard. Oh. And in fact... It is, uh, they're all built up graves. There's little sepulchers and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't take you long to figure that this is actually part of the cemetery that's attached to St. Clair's Catholic Church, which oh. is kind of down the road and around the corner a bit, but the back of it would be back in this area. Mm-hmm. So you're coming around. It's actually a fairly, it's not a large, uh, you know what, you know, it's, it's a church cemetery. Mm-hmm. It's very green. Mm-hmm. It's very uh, there's uh, moss growing on the tombstones. Uh, it looks like this, oh, and yeah, you can okay. see you can see off in the distance there. This this is very <laughs> this is very green. <laughs> I put my favorite tombstone in yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can see off in the distance there is there's the church, mm-hmm. the back of the church. You can see there's the rectory where the priest would live, and then you can see there's also kind of a little low shack that's got some smoke coming out of a chimney, mm-hmm. maybe the groundskeeper. Okay. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And looking around, you can see there is somebody over there by the groundskeeper shack. It looks like he is pruning roses that are okay. just thorny sticks sticking up out of the ground. Okay. Um, I do take a, cu- a couple photos of this angle of the cemetery because, you know, who's who's ever really come back here? Probably made, made some great angles. But aside from that, you know, I sort of glance over. I'm like, well, shall we? Yeah, mm. let's yeah. go ask him. Mm. And you wouldn't know if uh, Kimball was reading any uh, Bram Stoker or Mary Shelley, do you? <laughs> yeah. Most likely those are in his collection. Yeah. It's definitely an odd place to, you know, read. Uh, set, old, uh, rich people are eccentric. Mm. So true. Do a do a spot hidden for me as you're walking along. Didn't make an offhand comment as a walking through like the a graveyard is a library in its own sense. Ninety-one. It's my eyes fell out of my head. Yeah, fail. I'm too. 90, distra- yeah. I'm too distracted taking pictures. <laughs> wow, you guys have been rolling so well, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> oh, so none of you passed it. I can I spend fourteen luck to get a pass, but <laughs> uh, well, I just rolled. I got an alt one. Well, perhaps, perhaps Antoine, you have a background in, you know, interest in architecture and and stuff like that. It becomes very apparent to you very quickly that the spot where you came out of the woods into the cemetery must be the oldest part of the cemetery. Most of the graves uh, have you know, old dates. There's a lot of 1600 stuff here. Um, And it's the most overgrown part of the cemetery with the most lichens and and mosses growing on it. You can see that the groundskeeper probably doesn't maintain this area as much as the newer graves because that looks far, far neater over there. Um, He looks old. He looks like he's maybe you know, in his either late 60s or early 70s. Um, He's very thin. He a little stooped over uh, and he is clipping away. He's completely oblivious to your presence at this point. Please tell me he has red hair and he's Scottish. No, he's got silver hair. uh, Oh, too bad. Too bad. I was going to point out the uh, overgrown plants to the rest of the team. Hmm. Hmm. Actually, you know what? I got... Hmm. So, this cemetery, you said, has more, like, rose, risen up graves, like statues, sepulchers. Yeah. Are there... Um, oh, I'm trying to think of the word. Uh, like, catacombs? Like, one of those bigger... No. Oh, uh, 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 mausoleums, but yeah. Mausoleum, that's yeah. the word. No, there's no mausoleums or anything okay. like that. There wouldn't happen to be any Kimballs on any of the gravestones, would there? Do a spot hidden. Yeah, that was my next question. <laughs> that is an 08. Hey, there we go. Um, it's a little bit of effort walking in between these overgrown ones, uh, but you find no Kimballs hmm. in here, which could just mean they're not Catholic. Uh, very mm. possible. This also, is a graveyard. 
although this, this is path, New England. <laughs> although, although the, this path leads straight here, so he had to have come this not way. Quite, not quite straight, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, this path, you know, passes through right through here, so if he w- yeah. walked into the woods at times, he would have come upon this place eventually. So mm. that, that well-worn path, how far and where does it go into the older part of the cemetery? It comes right to the oldest part of the cemetery. <clears throat> and, then it's, and it stops there, it, basically? It, it becomes the cemetery. It becomes the cemetery? So, yeah. Okay. Mm. Perhaps well, there's someone here who meant something to him. Yeah. That's possible, well, too. Let's ask the groundskeeper. Yeah. If anyone, if anyone saw Douglas on these walks, it'd be him. Uh, okay. I don't know. We've been trompsing around, and he hasn't even turned around yet. <laughs> well, uh, either either him or the priest, but we'll see. Um, I'll also mention that by now, it's probably 4.30 in the afternoon. Okay. The sun is is not on the horizon, obviously, at 4.30, but uh, it's, you know, getting down towards the tops of the, the trees over here and you know, you've got maybe another hour or hour, two hours before the sun's down. Um, okay, so it, go ahead. Yeah, I'll just, I guess I'll approach him, like try and get into his eye line so I don't completely startle him. Um, oh, sir? he's still startled. Oh, right. oh, hello. Oh, oh. oh. I'm, I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to startle you. Um, we're, I actually, um, I'm sorry. My name is Martha McKenney. I'm a journalist. I, I'm doing. I I I don't I I don't know where people are buried. You have to just oh, look. Oh no no no! That that's not why I'm here. Actually, I think you might be able to help us. We're we seem to have come across a missing person who you might have seen around here sometimes. Uh, Douglas Kimball. I, I younger no, gentleman I just, always I just, no, always booking a nose. What, what 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 did you say? He always uh, has a book in his nose. Uh, we found a pathway leading in to here from his house, from his backyard. Book boy. Yeah, book yeah. boy. Oh, I I haven't seen him. No. Hmm. Not recently. No, no. Oh, no. Um, can, can I do psychology to see if he's lying? Yeah, yes, same you can. Here. Yeah, I'll do the same. Oh. I'll do the same. 21 oh, yeah. out of 65. That's a hard. 30 on a 70. Uh, uh, 54 on an 80. 64 on a 70. Or 46 on a 70. Where were you a few minutes ago when you were <laughs> 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 um, You don't get the impression that he's lying. Maybe he's a little confused. Uh, maybe he's, you know, a little... Or maybe he's a little drunk. Um, He's definitely got a red bit of flesh to his face. Um, You can do a spot hidden. Can I try Um, and sniff it on his breath? Yeah. Yeah, 59 on... Yeah, 59 out of 65. Yeah, you can see the impression of the flask in his jacket. You know... um, yeah, so he's just, it's a little mm-hmm. early. Well, it's maybe early in the day to be drinking, but it's, it's not that early in the day. It's four, it, is, four. It, is it really? Is it, is yeah. it ever early? <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. Wait, wrong era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's, uh, 
Well, maybe his, we can come back and talk. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll come back tomorrow morning. It's uh, been a long day for all of us. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Or yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know where people are buried. Uh, uh, I mean, maybe if you give me a name, I, I might have seen a grave, but I don't pay pay much attention to it. They, uh, I I mm. clean up the, the the places, you know, and I I do the the the, the grass clipping and and I trim the roses, but I don't, you know. Yeah. To be honest, the people, the people who are in the graves, I don't think they care. Probably not. Although mm. I do have a question, though. You you said you might know somebody who's buried here. Is there any chance there might be a? Did you ever see a Kimball gravestone? No, I don't think so. Okay. Okay. Mostly, mostly Abernathy's and and uh, you know people who are Catholic folk. Okay. Um, tell us what his name was. Oh. My name, uh, my name is um, uh, Melodious Jefferson. That's a wonderful um, name. Do you think there's any chance that the that the Reverend might have seen our missing person? Well, I don't know. You can go ask him. He's, he's in the directory. No church All right. today. All right. That's uh, Father uh, Father Sean Kirkpatrick. All right. Well, yeah. we'll have some words with the father. See if he's seen our little book boy. Hmm. Hmm. No, he probably hasn't. I've seen a little book boy, but yeah, not for a long time. He used to sit over there. Uh, where's he pointing? He's pointing to the old, old part of the cemetery with where the oh. path comes out. Do you, he used to do he you... used to sit over there and he used to sit there with a book and read it. Uh, do you know where in that section he would usually sit? Mm. Yeah, any particular spot? Just, just over there. Just sit on that, on that, that grave over there. Okay, which which grave is he is he indicating? Uh, yeah, there's a few over there, and he's just sort of giving you <laughs> a general. Okay, that's nice something spot. at least. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll 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 let you get back to work. Okay. Yes, I'll give him a quarter for his for his help. Mm. You've been very helpful, sir. Thank but, you. But this to good use. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm heading to the <laughs> fucking prohibition. <laughs> yep. Well, we'll right. try not to drink too fast. All right. So you're heading to the rectory. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, the rectory is a bright, well-maintained little building with a kind of a brown shake roof. And uh, uh, there's a, a bright light inside uh, as the, you know, the sun's getting lower. Uh, there's obviously some light inside. There's a, a fire going in the fireplace. You can smell the smoke and you can see it coming out. Um, and there's some plants that are starting to grow around near the front door of the place. Go up and knock. Mm -hmm. uh, you can open knock, and after a couple of moments, once again, you can kind of hear people. You can hear someone coming towards the door. The door opens, and uh, there's a little round priest uh, with uh, top of his head's been tonsured, so he doesn't have hair in the middle. And uh, he's dressed in a black cassock. And uh, he says, Ah, uh, can I help you, my children? Um, yes. Uh, Father Kirkpatrick? 
Yes. Um, all right. So we're, uh, my name's Martha McKinney. I'm a journalist and my colleagues oh, and I. Oh, McKinney. Uh, That's a good name. Yes. <laughs> a good, good, yes. good Catholic girl. Of, of course, Father. Not one of those, those godforsaken Protestants, are you? Heavens, no. Good, um, good, good. <laughs> um, but I actually have a question for you, and it's not related to the church. So my colleagues and I are investigating a missing person that oh. um, was said to uh, who tends to to frequent the cemetery to as a reading spot, but he hasn't been seen for a while. Hmm. Um, your groundskeeper knows him as the book boy. Uh, his actual name is uh, Douglas Kimball. If he's ever come around. I don't believe I have any Kimballs in the congregation. A book boy, you say? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound. It doesn't sound familiar to me. All right. We, we thought we would at least uh, try this angle, but well, tell tell the father where the we're, we're talking about the people who live in this house over here. Um, they're well-to-do. Yeah. The, the, the brother and the sister are worried about where he might be. He hasn't been heard from in a while. Mm. They think he's traveling. We're not so sure. Mm. Um, and I give him my card, and, it's, you know, if any of your parishioners uh, might know him. And or, his name was, what was his name? Uh, Douglas Kimball. Douglas Kimball. Douglas Kimball. All yeah. right. I Perhaps this Sunday I'll ask my parishioners if they know anything. We'd be very grateful, right. Father. Yes, of course. Thank you very mm. much. And um, I'll go with God, my children. <laughs> of course, I'll um, I'll see you Sunday. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> well, we All got right. out of that that one unscathed. <laughs> so no lightning strikes. Yeah, it's it's not far. But by the time you go back through the woods and you've gotten back to the house, uh, you've seen the lights come on in the house as you were walking. Uh, and the, the car is back in the driveway. Well, let's go give him an update. Mm-hmm. Oh, you've, you've come back. Um, any luck finding the books? Or... Um, not yet, but I did have a question, sir. Have you checked your brother's bedroom lately? Why would I check his bedroom? Are the books there? No. Uh, it's actually the lack of a packed suitcase, or more necessarily a suitcase that is unpacked that's still there. All of his clothes seem to still be there. His largest suitcase was under his bed. Well, that that seems damned odd. Exactly. Why would why if if he was out traveling, why would they be there? Where's his office? If he has an office. No, none that I know of. Um, no, we, we don't have to work in our family. I've, right. I've got business dealings, but, uh, they're, you're, you're, you know, you're of independent means. I, I exactly. Yes. No, my brother mm. has never been one to do any kind of work. Um, would, uh, would your brother Douglas happen to have any enemies that might want him, uh, out of the picture? I really wouldn't honestly know. I can't imagine why. Um, mm. but, uh, uh, I mean, as I say, I, I, I haven't been close to my brother for oof, 
10 years, maybe. I mean, we see him once in a great while at something for the family, but that's all in Maine. Um, we're just, he's not, not interactive very much. He doesn't write letters to us. Then you probably yeah. wouldn't know where he might keep a, a journal or any personal papers. No, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did keep a journal. He was always, always had his nose in books. And yes, when he was a child, he had a journal. I do remember him scribbling. But um, I have no a writer idea. Type. All right. I, to be honest, I really didn't go into his room. I mean, obviously, he wasn't in his room, so... Hmm. We just assumed that he left it and didn't. You were you were going through the the rooms of the house. Um, I hope you didn't. We only went. Anything. Oh no no no! We only went to his room. Uh, we did not go into your room. All um, right. Yeah, just his room because there might have been something important there, and uh, and what we noticed was was important. Uh, mm. I, well, I understand. I mean, I've hired you as detectives. What did you say your first day's uh, wages were? Uh, uh, Twenty. Today would just be twenty-five dollars. All right. Very good. He had no and expenses. He, yeah. uh, oh, no expenses. All right. Then uh, he hands you twenty-five dollars, and All says, right. um, "So is is that it?" Or well, well, we've got some more leads to follow up on. All right. Mm. Um, and and Mr. Kimball, have you heard any animals um, around recently? Animals, a cat, maybe. Not, not, not that uh, Douglas owns a cat. Uh, I, mean, I think bigger the animals. woman next door, bigger than a cat. A yes, uh, there was some strange marks outside the window over there. Oh, uh, here I'll show you. And Robert will lead Thomas over to the scratched-up window. Yeah. Um, Yes. Uh, I'll have to get that fixed. Mm. We we think your sus your suspicions might be right about a person who's come into your home and stolen some oh, books. Yeah. Should, we, um, should we lock this window? I think uh, we should probably lock all your windows. Yes. It, it might be prudent, yes. Really? Um, uh, well, just until the whole affair is taken care of. Of course. As you wish. Um, I will do that. I'm going to do a, a quick psychology roll just to sort of get what, what's the vibe I'm getting from him right now. Okay. And I would like to do something Ooh, as well. Ooh, uh, five. Ooh, nice. What were you going to do, Robert? Uh, I'm going to look at the bookshelf again, but instead of looking for a like marked book with a, with a title and author, I'm going to look for D Douglas's journal. Okay. He has a lot of books. He might have mixed them up. Okay, so you'll step into there. Um, what you get from him, uh, Martha, is just sort of a mild interest in what you're talking about. Um, I think he considers the missing books uh, a small annoyance, uh, a violation of his privacy or the privacy of the house. But your speculation about what Douglas is doing or anything like that, he doesn't seem to be that concerned. Maybe a little concerned, but. So definitely not reacting in a way that 
would make sense for after we we just told him we think your brother's missing. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't have. He, I guess, his means of thinking. You know, that's why he hired you. You're the detectives. You figure things out. I've got other things on my mind. I think my brother's just out somewhere. Mm. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, I see. Could we get your could we get your permission to speak with your sister? Well, certainly. If you want to, you'll have to phone her. She's in Maine. Yeah, that we don't mind if you'd be so good as to uh, give us her phone number. Just talk to her for a minute. Uh, of course, of course. And right. he uh, he gives that to you, and he says, "Oh, this fuss over books." Uh, speaking of that, uh, Mr. Kimball, does the name Eve Remedy ring a bell to you at all? Not at all. Okay. Um, it's very nearly dinner time. Are you uh, going to leave? Yes, we are. We are. are we're going out. Um, we'll be back in touch with you tomorrow. Uh, we have things to to follow up on. Uh, I don't nine, know that. Please. No, no, absolutely oh, not. You not. won't see me before eleven. Um, I, uh, I don't know that we'll need to come here again, but if we do, we'll certainly let you know. All right. Um, right. Friends still in the library. Um, I'll be right now in a just, second, Mister Kimball. One last thing to check. Just, just let yourselves out. Okay. Thank you, Mister Kimball. Okay. All right, so Robert, do a spot hidden for me as you're going through All right. That is a 71 over 70, so I'm going to spend a point of luck to okay. make it a 70. You, uh, you're in the, the library, and you're looking through the books, and you're looking for gaps in the collections where there might be something else. Um, and just when you sort of get the impression from the others, like, we got to go, you know, now we're just being annoying to this man. <laughs> um, you do notice an unmarked gray volume, gray spined volume that looks like it could be a journal. And Robert will take it out and open it up. Okay, it definitely looks like a journal. Hey, do you, do you want? Do you want to snaggle it and take it with you? Because, like, they're really yeah, literally so. walking out the door. Just stuff it in my coat pocket, pat it down. Okay. Um. All right. So you do that. You all. You all go out. What do you want to do at this point as you you're leaving? So all let's right. go back. You to are getting office. hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was I, I, I was going to suggest going to that Italian place we all love and talk about our feel, findings there. Okay, let's do that. Yeah, they they do got a real mean chicken palm. <laughs> all right, so you head on over to uh, Maestro's, the Italian place. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, it's not particularly busy this time of the evening, but. Uh, you can smell the the spaghetti and the pizza and the, the other stuff that's good, the, the chicken palm. Um, and you all get served and you get your sit down. And then what do you do? All right. Hmm. So um, as I'm sipping my glass of red wine, I'm like, so is anyone else getting a funky feeling from our uh, employer? 
It is kind of strange that he's not all that concerned. But, you know, like Fitzgerald has reminded us, the rich are different from you and I. Mm. This this might be true, but we just told him we think his brother might be missing. And he has a a slightly more concern for the missing books than for him. And he's he's only annoyed about the books. Well, that they're not a very close family. Yeah, he did say he hasn't seen this, his brother Douglas in 10 years. It's very clear there's more of a love for possessions than blood in this family. Seems so, Speaking, yeah. Speaking of possessions... And also, let me, let me add this in there just before you do that. Those books in that room are not expensive. These are dime store. Up. Yeah. Pick them up anywhere. Yeah. They're so not why? rare. They're not first editions. It's just a bunch of books. Yeah. But speaking of acquiring possessions, and Robert will pull out the gray book, I think what? I found Douglas's journal. Oh, nice. Well oh. done on that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Nice bit of larceny there. Yeah, it ain't Zip. larceny if no one cares it's gone. It's only so- a climb if you are caught. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What can I it's- say? Sticky fingers. Semantics. It's, it's only a crime if you have evil intentions. Otherwise, exactly. just hand it back to him at the end. I'm borrowing it. Uh, all right. So you begin thumbing through this journal. Exactly. Um, it's actually a fairly extensive uh, written journal in small excerpts. The problem is, is that 90% of them are not dated in any way. They just seem to be his observations. And you very quickly notice a bizarre sort of pattern. So I'm, I'm just going to give you four excerpts at first, uh, which are in, in years past, as you read them. Got it. I personally think the doctor was a quack in that he failed to take responsibility for his actions. Who could blame the creature for his terrible revenge? So many deaths think the doctor should be ashamed of his irresponsibility. I don't think I'll visit him again. Someone, hmm. Somebody didn't like Frankenstein. Very much. It's funny how the priest Adolf, this Adolf is so possessed by evil thoughts and actions while the young Satan is incapable of sin. I think there's a lesson to be learned. I'm definitely hmm. drawing a blank on that one. Any yeah, ideas? Neither. Can I uh, make a literature roll for that one? Sure. That's uh, six. So that's Ooh, an extreme nice. success. Yeah, that's from uh, one of Mark Twain's books. Um, mm-hmm. I forget which one. Uh, that uh, one is from Twain. Ah, uh, all right. Baroness Karen Blixen is so stalwart. Her descriptions are so vivid. I'm sure I know exactly what it would be like to be living in Africa. We would go on safari together. I wonder what is involved in coffee production. That's out of Africa, the novel. Out of Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The captain invited me to dinner aboard the Nautilus. He told me many splendors to be found under the sea. The food was amazing and plentiful. I look forward to spending a great deal of time here beneath the sea. Thanks to you, Mr. Verne. 20,000 leagues. 20,000 leagues. Yeah. Isn't that right. one, of, one of the missing books? Yes, I was uh, about to yeah. comment. These all sound like the books that are missing from his library. Well... I don't think I don't think out of Africa. Vern, was. no, none of these. Vern's two missing books were Master of the World and Mysterious Island. But ah, these are all the books authors. by these those are, authors. Yeah, but yeah. It, it, it's a bit odd that he uses the first person a lot in those descriptions of those mm. books. 
Well, it was yeah. said he did like to play make-believe. Yes, fantasize yourself as a hero. True. Do you, th- do you think that Douglas uh, maybe thinks he's in like a book? That's what I'm wondering. Like he went crazy and ran away from home? Yeah, has anyone checked the asylum in town yet? No, we haven't. No. <clears throat> we also haven't had a chance to check um, steamer manifests, uh, train passenger rosters, any other. Yeah, that. there's a lot of things we haven't checked if he left the county. Yeah. Difficult right. to know when he left, so. Not too. Right. None of these are dated. Yeah, true. Do right. you, um, how thoroughly do you examine the here, journal. Uh, I, I'm like, here, Robert, let, let me have a look. Here you go. I'm flipping through a few, a few more pages. Okay. Lots and lots and lots of stuff like that. He obviously had a very vivid imagination and he mm-hmm. very, very psychologically, he does seem to place himself in the stories and imagine things going on after the stories have, uh, have ended, you know. <laughs> Like he he seems to, to prefer books to people. Yeah. Hey, hey, Martha, what's the what's the last entry? What's the last book you read? Well, All right, let's have a look. Before you get to that, um, do a spot hidden as you're looking through the book. Okay. That's a sixty-eight out of sixty-five. I will burn three luck to make that to make okay. that a success. That's an eighty-eight over seventy. Okay. Well, Martha got it. She has the book in her hand. You do notice every once in a while there will be a dated entry. And it's usually has something to do with more mundane things, finding finding a collection of, uh, you know, uh, uh, Victor Hugo's work at, uh, and he mentions Florence Bookstore, and uh, finding this and that and corresponding with Eve Remedy. And uh, she was able to get me a complete edition of, you know, uh, Richard Burton's, uh, what is it? Uh, Tales of the Arabian Nights. Tales of the Arabian Nights, yeah. Yeah. But then you notice something. And there, uh, this is these are interspersed uh, going back five years. Um, you find a couple of notes, and this is what you find. I wrote on the top how long ago mm. they were. Five years ago. I made a new friend this evening. His name is Edward Kaplan. Apparently, he has been listening to me read aloud, as sometimes I do. He told me how much I, he enjoyed my narrations. Those who know me often express how antisocial I am, and yet, despite my nature, I like this guy and want to get to know him better. Who cares what he looks like? three years ago. Eddie is back, and I am surprised how much I missed him. The topic of marriage and relationships came up, and I asked him if he had ever been hitched. He laughed and gave me a big smile and said, I guess I just ain't the marrying kind. Hmm. Two years ago. Oh. Modern convention is the problem. No one will ever accept our friendship as something normal. Sometimes I want to run away and not deal with these conflicts. And sometimes all I can think of is, is, is the smell of him. Oh, here we go. Oh, you were saying... This, this, this is the Jean, last entry. Gene, here's the last entry. Eddie has asked me, and it's dated, it's dated, for, the, uh, dated for the day before uh, he vanished, whatever the date So about be. a year ago. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's dated about a year ago. 
Eddie has asked me on numerous occasions if I would like to be with him forever. There are things I would have to leave behind, but these are only material things. He promises me a world of amazing, amazing adventures. As my final entry, I would like to be brave and express my true and genuine love for Eddie. I think it's time we are together in his world. His what, world. What, what was yeah? What was that last thing you just said, uh, Martha? I think yeah. it's time we are together in his world. Can I make a literature check? See if Eddie Kaplan is a character from a book. Yes, you can. That's a. That is a hard success. Okay, not that you've ever heard of. Okay, it does sound like a character I can think of. Um. But, Question, having spent some time staring at those graves out in the graveyard, were any of them Eddie Kaplan? You didn't see anybody like that. Huh? Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, so well, the guy I'm, found himself a boyfriend. Well, what I'm wondering is he heard him reading aloud. Either they met in the graveyard, the bookstore maybe, but I don't see him reading aloud there. Only other he, place I can think of is his own library. house. Or the library, I guess. Does this restaurant have a phone? Or is there a public phone on the street nearby? I'd say there's a phone in this restaurant. Yeah. I'm going to ask them if I can use the phone. And if they let me, I'm going to call the operator and ask to ask them to, to connect me. Ask her. It'll be a woman. Ask her to connect me to uh, Edward or Eddie Kaplan. Right. So uh, you get on their phone. Operator. <laughs> Oh, Lulu, good to hear from you again. Oh, it's Frankie. Is that Frankie? Hey, Frankie. It's Frankie. Uh, look, I need to call Edward or Eddie Kaplan. Can you connect me? Eddie Kaplan? Let me look on yeah. the directory. I don't know that name. I I don't find any Kaplans in the in the uh, book. Maybe, maybe he's not. Maybe he's not in Occam. Maybe somewhere nearby. You know, I'll keep track. Thanks, Lulu. You're a peach. All right. Thanks, Frankie. Frankie, you want to go out that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Click. Son of a bitch. Frankie says, I'm going to save my teeth in that van. <laughs> Women love detectives. Down, Lulu. <laughs> <clears throat> So yeah, I think you're right. We need to go check out that graveyard. I mean, if nothing else, let's go look for a grave that has a, a, a butt print, basically, where he's been sitting up where there's no moss growing, right? Something but, like that, or a but, couple of graves or whatever. Yeah, but maybe not in the middle of the night. No, 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 no. Well, you know, you know, well, I, I'm, I've been kind of thinking, maybe they haven't run off too far because he's a guy that likes books. Maybe he keeps coming back to his library. Maybe yeah, that's we, what I'm We thinking. stake out his house tonight or tomorrow night. Maybe they'll sneak back in and grab some more books. Yeah, that's it's quite possible. Yeah, I mean, it only yeah. got dark out recently. Maybe if we go back, we'll be able to spot something. Maybe. Yeah, um, that's a good hey, idea. Uh, Antoine, just for curiosity's sake, can you go through your mental, uh, your mental little library to there's any connection between those books that went missing for like, is there, like, were they like, a similar a theme? Similar theme, something like that. Um, uh, that is a 
thing that you can think of is that they're fairly popular books amongst people who like to read that kind of fiction. Um, but Martha, do uh, um, do it. You have a journalism role or something like that. Um, I okay. have photography. I a library have... role. Well, oh. my, my, my library is just awful. Oh, really? As a journalist, that's not surprising. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, intelligence? Cool. Intelligence? Uh, in, intelligence, yes. Okay. You do an intelligence role. As you're doing that, I go, well, we should fix I can't that think on of that, any. On that sheet. I cannot think of any yeah. particular theme apart from going on an adventure. <laughs> on eight. Oh, nice. okay. So that's an extreme. Nice. Well, you're, you're a journalist. You live in Arkham. There's lots and lots and lots of legends and things like that about mm -hmm. Arkham. You seem to recall a number of years ago reading something about St. Clair's Cemetery. Wait a minute. The, Arkham, a... Mm -hmm. the Arkham Sentinel uh, has its offices in town. Um, okay. In fact, you think the guy who runs it is Paul Kirk. You've met him a number of times. Okay. Fellas, we need to make a stop at the Sentinel tomorrow. I've got, I, I, I got to talk to Paul Kirk. I just, right. got, I, I, ju I just thought of something. There's a, there's an old legend about St. Clair Cemetery, but I can't think of it. He, he'd know more. Does it involve ugly men wanting to run away with rich men? <laughs> I don't know, but something I really need to talk to Paul, to, to Paul tomorrow. Um, All right. That sounds like a good plan. Let's do that first, in fact. Okay. And if you wish, I can go to the library and try to research on this legend for you. Great. That'd be amazing, Antoine. Actually, I think... Do we want to split up? Because I yeah, if we're I, gonna do research in town, it sounds like a good idea. Yeah, I I really feel like we should stake out that house. Yeah, you want to do that tonight? Yeah, uh, like Jean recommended. Yeah. Well, if, if if that's what you're gonna do, I'm going home because I am not dragging myself into the Sentinel office tomorrow, looking like I've been sleeping in the snow. You know, that's fair. fair. That's fair. Jean. You want to come with? I'm an idea guy, not a sleeping outside guy. <laughs> you also really didn't clear it what the neighbors are with. Mm. That's true. That's true. That's true. If right, only so we let's... had a way of having automatic cameras to go off whenever there's movement. Yeah. Boy, yeah. That's a crazy idea. Eh, 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 it'll never catch on. You always <laughs> need a person to you know click the shutter when they catch the right moment. A timer will never do that. And got to do all the focusing. Okay. Okay. All so right. good night. Sleep tonight. Or mm -hmm. Early tomorrow morning. Do a little research. Yeah. Um, in the morning, I can stop by the uh, the Florence bookstore before I head over to you guys' office. Uh, yeah. You can get in a conversation with Eve. Yeah. I give you the sheet of paper with the books on it. If you want to show that to Eve, see if she knows of any connections. Um, that, that would be the, the list of the list of missing books, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna hand the journal back to Robert. I'm like, I've got everything out of it. I'm gonna. You can take some notes about the, the last bits. 
Maybe yeah. start writing up something about this Kaplan guy. Mm. Okay. So you all go to your respective homes. You, uh, you're not getting paid at this point for this case. So you uh, have your uh, nightcap and you go to bed. And I think at that point, let's take a five minute break so okay. that we can okay. use the restroom or whatever we need to do. All right, All right, right. So the next morning comes, uh, and you guys all had plans. Um, you probably eat private breakfasts with yourselves mm -hmm. and by yourselves, and then uh, you're going to go down. So Jen, what were you going to do? Oh, you're going to go to the the, the newspaper to talk to Paul Kirk. Yeah. All right. Um, so you're heading there, um, uh, Robert. What were you mm -hmm. going to do, Robert and Frankie? Are probably going to their office first. Yeah, probably look up files from the asylum about this Kalpin, maybe. Kaplan? Yeah, just try to, f Kaplan, yeah. Okay. See if there's anything about this Kaplan character. You, um, you and Frankie, why don't you both do, uh, let's call it library roles. What you're doing is you're doing research on the area, on areas around the Kaplan family. Twenty-two under sixty-five. Oh, nice. Nice. So there don't seem to be any Kaplans in Arkham, uh, but there are Kaplans in some of the. Uh, surrounding towns, you know, uh, but mostly, I don't know what kind of record this would be that you find, but you do notice that there are an awful lot of Kaplans in New York, uh, hmm. which is, I believe, to the south of where you guys are. Um, the largest populations of Kaplans and the Kaplan families in New York, um, but nobody, nobody directly in this area. Any word of an Eddie Kaplan? Um, it's a fairly common name. Fair. So lots of lots of different Kaplans, including Eddies, and and they go back quite a ways, back into the you know early eighteen hundreds. Um, uh, and Gene, what were you going to do? I was going to head over to the uh, the Florence bookstore. Bookstore. All right, you arrive at the bookstore. As uh, Eve, Eve hasn't opened the doors yet, but she's inside. And when she sees anyone, a customer at the door, she doesn't wait for opening time. She just comes over and she opens the door. And she says, oh, come in, come in. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, nice, uh, nice place you have here. Oh, well, thank you. Yes, we, we try to keep a good stock of books. Uh, yeah. Um, have, yeah. Have a look around. If there's anything you need, just. Uh, well, just actually, I'm interested in little information. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Are you a this... cop? No, no, no. I'm worse. I'm a lawyer. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. When was the when was the last time you saw Mr. Kimball? Douglas Douglas Kimball. Yeah. Um, oh, it's been a while. I thought maybe he'd moved. Um. Uh, he was in here quite frequently. He likes uh, likes a lot of the fiction stuff. 
Right. Uh, do you know, happen to know some of his favorite books, what they might be? Are there any that might be on this list that he'll pass over the list that uh, Frankie oh, had given? Yeah, last Jules Verne, Jules Verne. Uh, uh, yeah, all of this looks very familiar to stuff that he would really like. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, he would occasionally, he'd like to get the entire collection. Uh, preferably all by the same uh, publishing company, so hey, that uh, you know, looks nicer look on the shelf. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, he had quite an appetite for this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, would Would you say that uh, these books on the list would be some of his favorites, or are they just kind of mixture of uh, just different books that he would like in general? When he came in, he almost always began the conversation with me by telling me what he had just read and whether he liked it, whether he didn't like it, whether um, it, you know, he was a little bit overly enthusiastic about some books. You could say that, yeah. Um. He mentioned a couple times some things that were part of the storyline in books, but, you know, he occasionally mentioned them as if he had been part of the story. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a nice guy, friendly guy, uh, not exactly, I don't know, not exactly the marrying type. He seemed very obsessed with books all the time. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes though, when you're when you get into a good story by a good author, you know, you can find yourself into the book. Well, I I do a lot of reading myself, and I certainly know what that feels like. But I don't usually carry it over into the, into the yeah. Real well, that's realm. true. That's true. You wouldn't happen to remember the last uh, uh, book that you acquired for him, would you? Oh, well, I can go check. Let me see. And he, uh, she, she goes over to her books and she goes down. She says, "Oh, he hasn't." He hasn't ordered anything for nearly a year. I think the last uh, he's he was starting on um, on the Sherlock Holmes books, uh, a study in Scarlet. But he wanted the entire the entire thing of uh, of the Sherlock Holmes, uh, Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah, I've heard I've heard of him. I think um, were any any of the Sherlock Holmes one of the ones that are missing? No, no. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't suppose you ever talked personal things with him besides just uh, books, did you? I don't think so. I, he was kind of a reserved fella. Um, true, true, true. Which is funny because uh, he was quite animated when it came to the books. But outside of that, I think I asked him one time, I told him I could call him on his phone if uh, if he wanted, and he looked at me rather oddly. Uh, either he didn't have a phone, or or yeah, he, he found yeah. it impertinent that I was asking him for his phone number. Yeah, well, he doesn't have a phone. He didn't have a phone in his house. Oh, so so. That's good. Yeah, so uh, yeah, don't 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 think bad about uh, about that at that time. But he never mentioned the name uh, Eddie Kaplan, did he? Eddie Kaplan. That doesn't sound familiar at all. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, you wouldn't happen to know of a fictional character named Kaplan, would you? You're much more well-read than I am. Hmm. No, it doesn't ring a bell. All right. All right. 
Well, uh, thank you, uh, thank you very much for your time, uh, Mrs. Remedy. Um, and just so you know, if you if you ever need any help with, uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, legal problems or legal issues with the bookstore, uh, give me a call and I'll hand her my card. Okay, thank you. You have a nice day. Uh, you too. You too. Okay. And Antoine, what were you going to do? I was heading to the library to research the legend that Martha mentioned. Okay. There are a number of books in the library that deal with the local legends. Um, I mean, if you're familiar with, uh, you know, Lovecraft in the area, there's uh, Arkham is, Arkham was a place where, you know, Keziah Mason, uh, was a witch. Uh, a lot of the Salem witches escaped from Salem and came in this direction. Here in, in Dunwich, which has an even weirder reputation of things going on. Um, ghosts and ghoulies and goblins and and things in the basements. And it, it's, it's all over the place. Um, but nothing specific. Um, Uh, so, Martha, you go over and uh, you go in. Uh, you can hear the presses running in the back uh, for the the more probably the afternoon paper. Now they've already you know distributed the morning paper. The kids are on the street corners. You know, paper, paper. People are buying the papers. Um, uh, Paul comes out. He's dressed in a blue uh, jumpsuit. With, um, suspenders he's got on a white apron there are smears of of ink on it his hands are dirty with ink okay. um he's got a few ink smudges you know on his on his head he's been busy and he uh he comes out and uh uh he says uh martha isn't it yes um martha mckenney uh it's nice to see you again paul hi um so I, I'm actually over here because I'm working a case with some colleagues of mine. Oh, yeah, like the, like the stuff that you guys do together. The, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that type of thing. Like but that billionaire was, case, that was really interesting. You wrote oh, that yeah. article, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Um, a shame they couldn't use my, my best picture, but, you know, how, you know, how these things go. But listen, um, I've got something that I think you might be able to help me out with. I can't quite remember all, a lot of the details. So... Mm -hmm. The guy we're looking for um, likes to frequent St. Clair Cemetery, but something is tickling my memory about an old legend about that place. Any details? Hmm. It does seem to me that a number of years ago there was uh, there was some newspaper articles. I think you're going back to the Spanish flu. Uh, at least in that same. Well, come over here. We got the stacks over here. We've got every newspaper. We, you know, mm -hmm. a few copies. All so, right. um, I, I'm of course. See, I'm, I'm, I'm quite busy. But you're, you're, you're free to go through the articles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Right. Let's do a library roll as you are going through them. God, this is awful. How is my library use this bad? I'm a journalist. Give, give yourself a 70. You should be a journal. Yeah. 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 There we go. That's better. 
Uh, and I fail horribly, but... Do you want to use I, luck? I, I have enough luck that this won't be that big of a deal. It's a bit of a drop, but yes, you know what? Screw it. Okay. Um, all right. All right. So, so we'll say because you failed, I mean, you're still passing because you're going to use some luck. It takes you a couple of hours because uh, okay. you're literally going through all of the newspapers. You're going back quite a ways. But eventually you find uh, something uh, from uh, 1917. And it's, it's this. Good long while ago. Local eccentric causes ruckus. Arkham, April 24th, 1917. Arkham has long been a town haunted by superstition and mountebank claims of witches and ghosts. Last night, last Thursday night was no exception along Derby Street East. Mrs. Hilda has been a resident for the past 30, Mrs. Hilda Ward has been a resident for the past 37 years. And for the last 20, she has claimed to have witnessed things, terrible things. At approximately 11 a.m., 11 p.m., Mrs. Ward ran door to door, awakening her neighbors and crying in the streets. She claimed that the devil's spawn was stalking about the old St. Clair Cemetery, singing hymns to their master, Satan. As neighbors tried to calm her, she described strange men who were not men, naked and hairy, with dog-like features and canine teeth. She said they were tearing something up and feared it might be a person. The constable was called into a cursory sweep of the area. The only thing he said he noticed was an automobile some distance away traveling along Derby. His conclusion was that it must have been some Mistatonic college boys having a bit of fun and the case was dropped. As it turns out, according to her neighbors, Mrs. Ward has been reporting these devil spawn on and off, off on and off for the last 20 years. Hmm. Do a yeah. luck roll. Oh, right as I do a massive hit to it. Do better than my 73 at the start. Oh, hot <laughs> two. All right. Okay. Once again, thumbing through, you find something a bit more recent, uh, 1919. Okay. Oh, dear. Recent sacrilege, Tuesday, June 4th, 1919, Arkham Cemetery. Constable Freely was summoned two nights ago by Arkham residents and sometime around 3 a.m. with reports of a disturbance in the St. Clair Cemetery off of Derby Street East. Residents were awakened by strange noises and claimed to observe a number of people cavorting in the cemetery. One resident claimed the intruders were completely naked. At least three residents in the vicinity of the cemetery confirmed the disturbance. When Constable Freely arrived 20 minutes later, all signs of the Bacchanal were gone. Freely who has been our constable for nearly 20 years, said he found no evidence of any activity among the tombstones. Likewise, there was no vandalism. He has asked recent he has asked residents to keep an eye open for any further activity and suggested it may have been a college prank. Hmm. This is getting a little bit beyond just one local eccentric now. Odd that the father didn't mention that. Then again, he well. He did seem a little young. He might not, and that this might was not about, have been there. might yeah. not have been there. Mm. Although none of you were there with her, so. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. true. true. I'm, I'm just talking to myself, you know. I'm... You're using telepathy. 
Sad loss. Even better. Did I did I cover everybody there? Okay. Mm-hmm. So you end up back. You, you probably oh, about yes, the same time yes, you that. end up back in the front. Uh, back in the front of Kimball's house. Okay. Uh, when you get back to Kimball's house, um, we'll say you arrive what sometime around eleven a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you just catch uh, Thomas. Uh, getting ready to once again go into his office in town, his temporary office. And he's like, oh, back again. Morning, Mr. Kimball. Well, um, I can leave you the keys. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah thank if you, you don't mind. Um, yeah, and, and Mr. Kimball, um, is the name Eddie Kaplan ringing a bell to you, old school friend of your brother's? Eddie Kaplan. It doesn't sound familiar at all. Okay. Mm. But there was dirt on the floor this morning when I got up. We did. I was thinking about calling mm. a, a housekeeper, you know, to clean the place. Where Where was the dirt at, Mr. Kaplan? No, you can see it in there in the... The library? Through. Well, it's mostly here in the front room. Thank what? you. Uh, th- thank you. We'll uh, we'll check it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was was the door unlocked this morning, Mr. Kaplan? Well, I, I never locked the door. I closed the windows, like you said. But you kept the doors unlocked. There's until now. There's not been any crime that I've known of. So. Well, you're just lucky. The person who stepped into your home was only interested in books, Mr. Kimball. I, I didn't hear anything. Uh, Let's at least right. have a have a look at this dirt and then figure uh, out our next move. All right. You know, I'm I'm starting to become uh, quite concerned. Um, oh, don't be, don't be, Mister. Uh, somebody's no, no, coming into my house, and well, not my house, my brother's house. And and my, I thought about it last night. In you, uh, his suitcase and clothes are here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose that he could have gone somewhere and bought new clothes. He certainly has the money for it, but that seems seems rather strange, doesn't it? Mm. Yes, it does. Well, call me if you need anything. Of course. Oh, do you want me to pay you ahead of time? Uh, That won't be necessary, Mr. Kimball. Then I shall be back around five. All right. All right. You have my number. Of course. Thank you. And then as soon as he's gone, I very quickly fill everybody in about those articles I found. Mm. Okay. Um, I, uh, I want to go back into the library, see if there's any more books missing. Yeah, same. I've got my photos out of the shelves as we first saw them. So we'll, yeah, let's we'll definitely be able to take photos. Out. Take photos of the dirt. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, of course. So the dirt definitely looks like a little bit of mud. From outside, you do find a little bit on the door jam, and you find some into the in in the carpet. Um, it it almost looks like it's been ground in a little bit, uh, as if somebody in heavy shoes maybe ground it in. Though it's not really in the shape of a shoe, 
uh, and it diminishes as it goes towards the library, but it's definitely moving towards the library. What was this guy doing? Wiping his feet on the rug? Uh, or pause, you know. You, um, you look in the library, and there are at least five more books that are missing um, from that same... I mean, you, it becomes obvious because you can see what they were part of. Um, one of them was Heart of Darkness by uh, Conrad. of Conrad. And I ran out of my list, so four other significant books. Good enough. Um, <laughs> themed around the same idea as Heart of Darkness? Not really. Okay. Well, are there any complete collections of books that are gone? No. Okay. Okay. Uh, we right. should have staked the place out last night. I. Hey, you guys. No, you I... guys are the detectives. You should remember these things. I suggested it. Yeah, I we, did. You guys. We decided not to because the neighbors hadn't been warned. I mean, we could. We could do it tonight or tomorrow night, maybe. Yeah, we we definitely got to do it tonight. If this guy's confident enough to walk in through the front door, he's clearly confident enough to come back. So, but. But the thing that's sort of making me a little bit leery about some of that is, well, I realize it sounds a little bit crazy, but I point out the articles I found. This, uh, these reports of dog people seem to be spreading, or at least back then, seem to spread from just one eccentric to a group of a group of of neighbors who's to say that maybe we might have a mutt problem well don't worry martha i always have my 32 with me as i pat my pat my jacket Same sure here. you're not and, the only one antoine also recognizes that there were quite a few you know books on arkham that suggest things living in the darkness and yeah, we I gotta go check out that, that cemetery yeah, I mentioned that to him a minute ago, uh, that Fane's living in the darkness, although uh, legends like these are commonplace here. I can't tell whether or not these are monsters or just the locals. Mm. <laughs> this is very true. Um, although, I think I remember hearing some... I'm sort of looking at the articles again. Why am I... This kind of reminds me of some paintings I'd heard that caused something of a stir among the art set not too long ago, but what was the artist's name? Pockman? Picton? Something like that? Pickman? May maybe, yes, but... Hmm. Hmm. But the well, painting... What about it? Uh, these dog people that these, these articles talk about kind of reminds me of that like they some some of his work i guess had figures that were part human part dog and crawling out of hell like like lycanthropy i don't what, think, you think i don't think I, I don't think werewolves but that's about the only that's the only um that's what i was hearing i think uh, if Douglas were here right now, how much he'd love that idea that werewolves were stealing his books. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so shall we go to the cemetery? Yeah, seems like oh, yeah, the next we... best place. Yeah. See if we can uh, get the uh, the gardener down there sober. 
And when Mr. and when Kimball comes home tonight, we gotta stake this place out. Yeah. All right. And phones and nails. Right. So you leave the house. You walk down the path through the woods. Does the uh, path look any more disturbed? Not particularly. It, it'd be hard to tell. Um, there are a few spots in, like, on the edge of the path where there was snow that it, it, it could be that some of the snow has been tramped down a little bit. But then again, you could have done that yesterday. Right. When you were okay. walking through here. Um, yeah, five sets of prints. Mm-hmm. You you come out of the woods into the cemetery, and uh, you can once again you can see it's now morning, so the sunlight is hitting everything at a different angle. Uh, but you can see that the uh, the little shack has still got the fireplace going, and so does okay. the uh, the priest's place. Uh, uh, before before we go talk to the groundskeeper, I definitely want to look in that general vicinity that he indicated where um uh douglas liked to sit to see yeah. if maybe we can find his usual resting spot or anything it, significant about, about that area it could be any one just as you're coming out it could be any one of these little you know tombs that are right here they're all nice flat tops they've all got moss growing on them um you mentioned like looking for butt prints but <laughs> If there mm. were butt prints, they would be a year old and would have already been yeah. grown over. Yeah, that's true. He's been gone yeah. for a year. Oh, well. Um, so, so they look like they would be somewhat comfortable to sit there and, you know, lean back on the big stone cross and read. It certainly is peaceful. It's quiet. You can't hear the town, the, the traffic. There's not much traffic, but you can't hear any traffic. and. There's certainly, birds cer- tweeting. Certainly couldn't get disturbed here. Mm. Not not much to avail to uh, assault the senses, as it were. Unless late one night you accidentally ran across a uh, devil's spawn. <laughs> Can I try and get into the mind of someone who really likes books and try and determine where they would probably like to sit best in this little area? Sure. I'd say without even doing a roll, you can sort of hop up. It's not much of a hop up onto the tomb. Uh, you can draw your feet up. You can lean against you know, these big, gigantic stone obelisks and things like that. And uh, you're quite comfortable. Um, it's a little chilly right now, but you could sit there with a book quite comfortably and read. Nobody would bother you. I would say maybe he would sit here, most likely. A cool breeze in the summer, a nice view, and yeah. just lean yes. back, keep yourself comfy. So, probably the most likely uh, Antoine, spot. Antoine, I know it, it might be a long shot, but uh, remember the um, uh, the diary said that sometimes he would read and then his friend came to visit. You wouldn't happen to know any passages off the top of your head to just kind of recite? Uh, before you do that, I'm going to very quickly hop sort of in his general vicinity so I can get the, the, the general angle he probably saw. Get my camera out and click. Okay. Do a spot hidden for me. Mark. Okay. Who is that, sorry? That was Martha to do that since she's taking a photograph. 60 out of 65. Regular. You... Uh... You take, you snap the picture and you look again. Maybe you snap a second picture. Something has changed 
in this area since yesterday. Um, you look over and that the tomb right next to the one that Antoine is sitting on, it looks like the lichen and the moss on it has been sliced by something by the top of the tomb sliding over? Uh, everyone? Yeah? Look at that. There's definitely marks in the ground as if something was moving around this area. Once again, it could have been you, because you guys are in hard shoes. But I don't think we would have pushed a tomb a tombstone over. Yeah, and we know it's not the groundskeeper with how he keeps this part of the grave. He doesn't look strong enough to do it. Right. Now, is, is it knocked over or is it just kind of slid? It looks it, like it was slid and then it was pushed back, but it didn't quite go back exactly the same way. Gene so will go over and give it, it a little bit of a push. Yeah, I'll help him. Do a strength roll. Okay, you're both doing it. Both of you can do strength rolls then. Oh, good, because I'm not very strong. I rolled a 68 out of a 45. No. Oh, two out of 65. Okay. Robert's a big strapping young man. You, mm -hmm. you try. It's extremely heavy. Uh, you I'll can step get it, over. You can I'll get step it. over and help. I'm also a 65. Okay. There's not much room for three people. Yeah. To try 47 out of a 65. Well, no. I'll, I'll ask Gene if, if he minds if I give it a hand. You can, yeah, you can move it a bit. Um, and once it sort of cracks open, uh, I mean, there's a, a, a sliver of black. You know, as you push it open, you get hit by a grave smell. It's, uh, it's uh, that rotten sort of Ugh. smell. Douglas? All right, Robert Robert will pull out his lighter for a bit of light and kind of stick his hand close to the slit to try and get a better view inside. They do a luck roll. Yeah. Dog men, the werewolves, and now they're dead. They're coming to get your Martha. <laughs> that is an 80 flat. That is over double okay. my luck. Yeah. Um. It's pitch black. You don't see anything. It's not enough light. Frankie will bring out his flashlight. Yeah, Put we're going to need something stronger than a lighter. Put it down in there over um, his shoulder. You can, what you see when you do that is you can see what looks like the lid of a coffin about 10 inches away from the hole. Uh, Still it's, occupied. It's, it's partly rotting, yeah. Okay. What's the name on the tombstone that we just pushed out of the way? Oh, uh, we'll say uh, Beverly Smarts, and okay. it's um, it's seventeen ninety one. Okay, so evidently, hmm, I think we got to get this thing open. Uh, now we're graduating to grave robbing, huh? I never said we'd take anything. I just said we open it up. What's, well, we got to get it to get an exhumation order. We'll have to go to court and fight the father. Gene got a lawyer here. <laughs> we do have a lawyer. Yes, we have a bloodsucker. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're you're among your own kind, Gene. 
Uh, uh, she, funny one, Mars. A funny one. I'll remember that for the next party. Gene, do a. Do you have a law roll? I do have a law roll of seventy. And I rolled an eighty-nine. Okay. Oh, You're not. It doesn't come up that much that you've ever heard of, but you might have a serious problem getting court ordered because it's seventeen ninety-one. You can't get family permission, and you probably can't find a justification for why you would need to open that tomb. Uh, hey, uh, uh, Martha, uh, why don't you go yeah. uh, get uh, go to confession to the priest? Uh, that'll be a long time, and uh, we can uh, <laughs> we can deal with this. Yeah, we need a good distraction for the father and, and the groundskeeper. I can't I can't be at confession for with both of them, you know. Someone else is gonna have to keep. Well, someone else is gonna have to feed the groundskeeper liquor if I'm going to go I'll, confess. Uh, Frankie will go uh, pass his his flask to the uh, groundskeeper and talk with him while Martha goes right. to confession. Jean, uh, Antoine, you're with me. So as I'm heading in there, you, 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 you hear me muttering, "Did I even pack a chapel veil?" Ugh. All right. Are you Catholic in this story? I've sort of established myself that I am, apparently. Okay. <laughs> then you probably do have something to wear over your head. Right. You can always put a little uh, napkin. Napkin, uh, yeah, napkin will do if nothing we, else. We but... accidentally took one of the menus from the Italian restaurant. <laughs> no. <laughs> that gets you extra points because. <laughs> Brandon White. Own maestros this are is, Catholic. This is still too early for flying spaghetti monster, though. Hey, right. you never know. All right. So uh, who's heading over to Melodius's? I am. Okay. All right. So you head over to Melodius. We'll assume this is all happening at the same time. Uh, you knock on his little door, and uh, he says, you know, you hear him inside say, Oh, oh, bless me, Father. I'll, I'll be there in a moment. And he uh, shuffles across the floor, and he opens up the door, and he goes, Oh, you're not Father Sean. Not today. Uh, hair of the dog? And I pass him my, uh, my flask. He looks around. He says, <laughs> Oh, he says, uh, what, what a horrible... You're you're uh, you're tempting me. Uh, and he <laughs> takes it. He's like, ah, what can I do for you? I uh, just thought I would come ask you a couple of questions. Uh, do you mind if we go in your shack and talk? Sure. All right. And I'll go in and I'll I'll see if I'll probe him to see if he knows anything about the weird things happening. Would you like Dog Would you like him. some tea? Uh, I brought a second flask. Why don't we just share a drink and uh, talk about, you know, maybe what you know about the the uh, her, her stories of strange things happening in the graveyard here. Um, oh, strange things happening in the graveyard. I'll say there's strange things happening in the graveyard. Says you know, there's there's old legends that that there are things that live deep underground. Uh, some of the town has uh, connecting tunnels underneath. Uh, it might have been used at one time for transporting goods, but there's always been, you know, there's a little old lady who used to live near here. She was a little 
crazy about it, but she used to claim that there were things dancing in the graveyard. I we personally found, uh, go in the house. Articles. Yeah. Yeah, I think there were some newspaper articles. I I stay in my room at night. I don't come out in the dark. I don't I close my shades. I don't want to see anything. Not that there is anything, but I certainly don't want to cause any problems. It could be, I think those articles said that it could be college boys. You know, they do that ha hazing thing. Mm -hmm. It probably is. It's I, probably nothing. Probably even if that's kids. what it is, I don't want to have anything to do with it. Well, you don't want to interfere in people just having good, clean fun, right? Like us. As long as nobody's ever vandalized anything or knocked anything over or anything like that. So... So it sounds I like just, whatever's going on is respectful. Well, I'm usually asleep, so I wouldn't know. So you don't hear anything. I haven't heard anything. No. Uh, but, well, how long is how long has Father Kirkpatrick been here? Father Kirkpatrick has been our priest for oh maybe 25, 30 years. Yeah. Snores like a buzzsaw. That I've heard. I can hear that all the way from over here. Ugh. Good thing he's good thing he took that vow of celibacy, huh? Indeed. And he's been good and faithful about that. I've never seen any woman in that place past, past sundown. Not, not surprised to hear that, sir. He does seem like quite the uh quite the Reverend Father. And he well, then begins to tell you that he was married and that mm -hmm. he's a widower and he goes on and on and on with that's story, right which that's is kind right. of where you were going yeah mm -hmm. yeah all right. right uh priest uh Martha. So basically you know i've got my chapel veil on i pull out a rosary just in case because i know i'm gonna be doing a lot of hail marys for a while um head head over into the confessional well i first of all listen at, at one side to make sure there's somebody in there it's it's a pretty little church. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's it's not like a big city church, so everybody knows that it's you know Father Kirkpatrick in there. Well, well, well right, but he it, pretty it, much knows everybody. So, well, yeah, yeah. It, it's more like making sure that it's occupied. So I'm not about, about right. the confession to an empty confessional. Well, when you when you go in there, he is busy, sort of um, just cleaning up he's putting fresh flowers on the side of the altar and he sees you come in and as a catholic you probably have a kind of i i don't know uh thomas probably knows better than i do just sort of a code you go over and you kneel in a in a pew in a particular area and this is where all the people who want to confess go mm -hmm. so he sees you that know, he gets into the in, confessional holy, walk in holy water you know get to the uh Get to the uh, into the aisle, find a pew, genuflect, go in, sit down. So he sees kneel. that. He knows why you're there. So he uh, mm -hmm. he goes over and he says, "Actually, as he walks by, he's like, oh, you you're here for confession? I'll, I'll I'll take care of you.' You know, it's like that. He uh, take, take he goes father. in, and he also mentions to you. He says, uh, "But you're not from our parish, or are you from uh, St. Mary's across town?" Uh, yes, actually. Ah. Uh, yeah, so he hears your confession. So you guys are so so, so basically, you know, blah blah blah. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been I don't even want to think about it since my last confession. 
three days since my last impression. Yeah. <laughs> and boy, have I been busy. <laughs> All right. And so um, Antoine and Robert and Jean are at the tomb. What are you guys going to do? Well, uh, Antoine, you think you could help me with this? I can try. All right. Jean, keep lookout. There. Oh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Ooh, another O2. Is it strength for all? Okay. Uh, yes, I think it's strength still. Yeah. Uh, 25 under 35. Okay. I'll give it to you. You push the, the lid back. Um, you're, you're hit with that, the, the grave stench, the smell. It, it occurs to you that it shouldn't be that strong at this point. This is 200 years ago. Um, yeah, that's right. There's also a kind of a, a, a slight breeze as you open it. And you see that the coffin is quite rotted. But you also realize that the whole middle of the coffin, as you push it back, has almost completely disintegrated. And there is a tunnel leading out of the grave down into the ground. It's black. That's where the breeze and smell is coming from. And the body is actually not there. Just the remnants of the, the damaged coffin. Well, I'll be damned. Well, well. Should we send the lawyer down? <laughs> uh, I don't know you about would, that one. You would have to crawl. The hole's not that big. Maybe like that. Mm. And it's I've got a, I have a size of 65, so I don't know if I'd fit. Yeah, I'm also size 65. I'm, I'm a size, I'm, size 60. I'm size 45, but I'm currently in confession. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Antoine? As you, if you, you would just calling? climb into a grave and go down a black <laughs> hole in the center of it. Oh, no. no. With no Alone. possibility of turning around. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, okay. Why don't we holler down and ask if Douglas is down there? We're not. Yes, why don't you? I mean, if you want to, Gene, be my guest. Well, I'm just saying. What's well, the worst thing that's going to happen? I mean, Dog yeah, you don't, you don't believe yeah, in uh, you don't believe in zombies, do you? I didn't believe there was going to be a tunnel in a grave. <laughs> well, you know, people uh, having tunnels—that's you know, people hide them all sorts of places. Yeah, but uh, in a two hundred year old grave, a uh, bit of an odd place to put it. Uh, people have hide hit tunnels in latrines before. You can. Both do. It smells like something has crawled down there and died already. You can all three of you do spot hiddens. A 20. So that is a hard. Uh, that's a fail for me. That's yeah. a 46. So a success. Yeah, there's, there's bits of dirt and stuff that are obviously fresh. Now, the tunnel itself doesn't look fresh. But there's been recent dirt kicked up, and 
This is where our book okay. thief's been going. Can I I'll, can I take out a handkerchief and light it on fire and drop it down there just to see if I can see how deep it goes? Sure. Okay. All right. So you light it on fire and you sort of waft it down there. You can see that it goes down only about four feet, and then it angles to a more flattened thing. So you can see that it's around the corner, uh, and mm-hmm. your your cloth is sort of sputtering because there's that stinky breeze sort of blowing on it um do any of you have natural world i got 10 uh i have 30 you can try i have a cult if that would help no my natural worlds i got a four hey look at that so that is a hard (laughs) you've read regular that the mouth of caves sometimes breathe they blow in and out there's a breeze and that's because they are vast underground and the heating and the cooling of the earth causes the air to come in and go out and in order for that breeze to be coming out of that hole there has to be something quite big there has to be a network of tunnels okay what are we going to do about this here? Well, first, oh. I think we should bring our allies back. All right. Uh, I'll go, I can go get Frankie pretty easily. Yeah. I'll leave it to one of you two to get Martha out of confessions. I'll, I'll go, go get Martha. You, you will melt if you'll step first. Step oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, you know what they say about the French? Mm. Yes. Well, well Gene, as long lawyer. as you're... In- as long as you're invited in, I don't see any problems. <laughs> so explain to me what you mean. Are you going to go get them what they're doing and lead them to the open grave, which might get the priest and the groundskeeper? I, th- I think we should probably uh, cover not... this back up and uh, wait until tonight to see what happens and comes out of it. Because I think it's better to... Uh, Deal with yeah, whatever that's a comes good idea. out rather than us going in. Uh, grab your handkerchief, uh, whatever's left of it. I tried it's, to. It's four feet down. It's down there in the tunnel. I mean, I could go down and grab it real fast. It's only a little ways. It's only a little ways down. Ain't nothing too bad. You'll have to describe how you're going to do that because he won't be able to turn around. I can grab. I'll hold you by your feet, Robert, but uh, and I'll try to pull you back out. Okay, Antoine, help him with that. I ain't falling face first into the dirt. Uh, I would like Robert, as you are attempting to do this, to do a Constitution roll because Uh, the smell of graves is pretty freaking awful. Oh boy, Con is my uh, worst stat. Here we go. (laughs) <laughs> that's a 97 Ooh. over 45 <laughs> so, so you lean over and <gasps> you start to to gag a little as you go in there uh do a dex roll oh the great the body ain't here but it smells still there face first down to the- okay that is a hard success okay so 
once your weight is sort of forward like that, you start to slide. And uh, the the guys grab a hold of your ankles. But easy, boys, uh, easy. When you get that blast of grave smell in your face, uh, you're sure you're going to vomit and you're hanging upside down. <laughs> oh, boy. oh, God. Okay. You do a luck roll to see if you grab what's left of the uh, what's left of the handkerchief. Sixty-three over thirty-nine. Okay, so you at that point you're blocking the light, so you can't even see the thing. You're doing this. Just you're hoping you're grabbing something. Yeah, mostly you grab a clump of dirt and then you scream for "Get me, me the up. fuck out!" Pull of me here. up. Pull <laughs> me up. All right, so the guys pull you back up. And you close the grave. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, did you get oh, the handkerchief, a... Robert? No, I didn't get the f- damn handkerchief. Oh, that was a terrible idea. Why did I do that? And after you guys sit there for maybe fifteen minutes or so, uh, Martha and Frankie come back out to join you. Frankie, you leave uh, melodious uh, once again. In a, in a deplorable state of drunkenness. <laughs> oh, he's a good soul. Yeah, Robert is definitely green in the face when you guys get back. And you if can you smell guys... that sort of carnal smell on the uh, charnel smell in the air. Uh, oh. As you described trying to to get this the um, the handkerchief, I was like, I'll say, uh, is there a long enough stick somewhere that we could just reach down, poke the handkerchief? And... Is there any reason we e- even care about this handkerchief? It's the, down a grave. So they won't. They, if they've already, they've already closed the grave, too. Yeah, we've, uh-huh. we've already closed it up. Okay. I was, I was trying to get it, so when our book thief comes back, he doesn't see it. He doesn't see it, yeah. And sees that his tunnel's been discovered. If he figures out his tunnel's been found out, he might stop coming and we'll never solve this case. Oh, but I think he wants his books enough that he'll come through anyway. If he's if he's as fixated on his books as I think he might be, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, luck, luckily you burned it, so maybe the ash will mix in with the dirt and he won't see it. Who knows? Then and again, plus that, dog, dog people could mean dog knows. Well, the, st- <laughs> the uh, smell's bad enough down there that I don't think even the even the best trained bloodhound would be able to smell a burnt cloth. Hmm. All right. All right. So Believe let's go me, talk. I know. Let's go talk to Thomas. Uh, tell him that uh, we need to stake out tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Ask him to leave the windows and the door open, unlocked. Yeah. Right. Our, uh, and uh, Robert... For the love of God, take a bath. I'll get around to it. All right. So what about Thomas? You can tell him. Well, are you going to let him stay in the house tonight? I wouldn't want him to, no. Yeah, Yeah, ask him if he could get a hotel room that we... We we want to see who it is. We'll stay in the house. We want to see who this is. And it might be dangerous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So we might just need to blow up the house, so you don't want to go there. (laughs) He's he's a little annoyed by the suggestion that he he can't stay in the house, but if you're going to catch... He doesn't want to be there if the thief is there. So he... uh, he decides to stay in town that night. Um, I've, you know, I, I very quickly warned the neighbors that were staking out the place. So, mm. you All know, right. 
So if and, they see you out there, not to panic. Mm, right. Um, and I, I think... Would... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, Robert's going to put some stuff on the shelves that it's it would be hard to get the books out without them falling and making noise, kind of like a little alarm system, like maybe a glass or two. Okay. Or we could just have someone uh, staying in the library overnight. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I'm going to ask is what preparations yeah. are you going to make specifically? Where is everybody going to be? What, a couple of people outside, maybe in the yard or across the street or something, and then everybody else inside or everybody inside? What do you think? I, I think I'm going to maybe want to stay outside, maybe in, in, in my car with my camera. Okay. To, to see if I can catch a picture of whoever this is. Yeah, Masa, um, you well, can... You'd have to use a flash at night, though. That might scare them off. You'd That's also be true. in the front of the house, not the back of the house. Yeah, and they're coming through the back You can't see the back, the back of the house from mm. the street. Okay. I, 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 think, I mean, I do think it might be good to have someone outside so when they see something, they can uh, alert the rest of us who are on the inside. Ooh, you know what? Martha, you stay in the back. If you see the guy climbing the wall, snap a picture. We'll see the flash. Right. I'll uh, pop myself. Um... So will the thief. Act yeah, that's, a, that's the problem with, Act the, with actually, the flash. Actually, here's what I was thinking. Since I did warn the neighbors that were staking out the place, we think some, someone's breaking in. Um. I actually maybe asked Mr. Peterson, would he mind terribly if I uh, parked myself on his porch for part of this? It gives me a good angle of the window. And that way, you know, um, if, I, if I see something breaking in, yeah, I'll snap a photo. But unless this thing really wants to, you know. Uh, if you... Um... If you, well, you'd have to be on his back porch. Right. Um, you would be over 100 feet away from mm -hmm. the window. And the properties are oh, okay. still just his next door neighbor, but you're right. talking about quite a distance. Oh, okay. All right. How about this? How about we all stay in the house and we keep around the library? Like two of us will be in the library so we can catch this guy in the act. And then once we all know he's in there, we all can rush in and nab. Yeah. And I mean, Martha could get in, in the library with her camera set up. I mean, that's the only real place to do the flash effectively, right? Yeah. Right. Is when the guy's in there. So why don't, Martha, why don't you go in the library? I can go in the library with you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. So can I. If this guy turns out dangerous, I got yeah. this. I mean, so do I. What but is you're, this? Pro you're you're probably uh, uh, my revolver. Okay. I mean, you, uh, I've got a I've got one too, but you're better with it than me. Yeah. So me and Martha will stake out the library. You guys kind of be around, maybe like kitchen, living room, and then when the guy is grabbing the books, Martha will flash him. That way everyone knows he's there and we all come in, we surround him so he can't escape and, you know, we see who this guy is. Well, all right. Sounds good. Yeah. Wait, one quick, one quick thing. The, the, the bedroom upstairs has a good view of the, uh, 
of the, the woods. Backyard. That's right. Yeah. I I can stay up by stay up there and keep a keep an eye out. When I hear something, I can tap on the floor. Okay. That's a good okay. idea. Okay. Good yeah. Idea. So yeah, Gene, you can give us yeah you can give us a heads up when that guy's coming. Antoine. Uh, let's see. I think I will probably hide in the living room, and then once I hear commotion in the library, I would shut the door. Frankie. Um, I was originally going to be in the library with everyone else. Why don't I still do that? I don't know. If there's any point in my staying in the living room with Antoine. Um, he doesn't need backup for shutting the door. So yeah, three of us can be in the library yeah. hiding. All right. Okay. All right then. Let's do this. Let's catch ourselves a book thief. <laughs> or a Possibly. dog man. Or both. Okay. Um. Doors, windows, unlocked, locked. Unlocked. Unlocked. I was actually initially thinking keep the windows locked so that way he only has one way in, which is the front door. That's a good idea. Or if we want him to go directly to the library, lock all the doors and just leave the window to the library open. open. Where he initially came in. Well, the front door, if the front door is unlocked, he comes in, Antoine will know. If he comes in the window in the library, Antoine's not going to know. Right, right, but we're already, I'm already going to be given a signal from upstairs when they're heading this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Antoine was going to come shut the door behind him in the library, I think, right? That was your right. plan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Antoine's going to stay in the living room, and then when the flash goes off, he's going to shut it so he can't go through the living room. Okay. So the flash would be the signal to shut the door. Yeah, the flash right. is a signal to close the door. How long are you going to wait in the house for something to happen? And changed? are you going to wait in the house with all the lights turned off? Yeah, we should turn off yeah. the lights, I think. Yeah. Just as if everyone's gone to bed, mm-hmm. we'll just kind of... But I've got a flashlight. Yeah. I suspect Robert has a flashlight as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So yeah, when the Matthew, flash goes off... According to that article you found, there was activity at 3 a.m.? Around 3 a.m., yeah. Should we expect something around that time? And uh, I, I will assume. say, detectives, keep your guns handy because if this is if this thing is even close to these dog people, eating people is not out of the question here. Yeah. Like I said, if this if this person turns out bad, we we got it. Okay, so Robert is armed, mm-hmm. and so is Frankie. And Frankie's armed. Frankie is armed. Yeah. And I heard that um, uh, Gene is armed. Gene has a gun as well, 32. Um, I also have a gun, but like I said, I'm not very good with it. I think everyone except Antoine has a gun. Yeah. Okay. I got oh, a 40% I have, chance on my gun. I got Antoine's, a 38, Antoine's, not a 32. Antoine's got the teapot. <laughs> yes. Or actually, you know what? I do, I do have a 12-gauge shotgun. Should I bring that? If it's, a, if, if it's a dog person, we might need it. Yeah. Okay, so Frankie's got a, Frankie's got her his revolver, and Robert will have his shotgun. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we're gonna finalize there. Okay. Okay. You're going to three of you are going to be in the library, mm-hmm. small, tightly confined spot with uh, something coming into that room. No place to hide. Um, Antoine is in the living room, uh, 
safely away from the library. <laughs> See, Anton's the smart and, one. He's uh, and Gina's upstairs even farther away from the library, <laughs> so looking my, out the window. So, all right, because I would have thought maybe just wait till he's in the library, made a noise, I flash him with the camera. Too late. Then we, <laughs> Too late, already. Already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All it's right. been an honor, everybody. <laughs> Right. Yep, we've we've finalized. We've sealed our fates. There's a reason why I was going to be upstairs. Mm. All right. So, uh, night comes. It's dark. You turn out the lights. Uh, you realize the house is quite creepy at night. Um, it's an old house. It creaks. Uh, you can hear noises every time it creaks. You kind of freak out. You keep thinking, "Is Gene telling us something?" Um, are any of you looking out that window in the library towards the woods, or are staying you just away from in it? The dark? No, staying away from it. I'm, yeah. I, I, I just got my camera like positioned and ready because okay. really all I want to do is get this guy flashed. Hopefully, it gets you know it whatever whoever this is disoriented enough that we can do whatever it is we need to do. Yeah, I think I think Robert is posted up a little close to the window, but he's not actively looking okay. out. All right. You watch the clock. As soon as it takes on to three, Antoine will go, the witching hour. So 11, 12, <laughs> yeah, the witching hour. 11, 12 comes about 1 o'clock in the morning. Gene, you're looking out the window. You're finding it... Uh, you're finding the tension is pretty high... But you keep telling yourself, this is far-fetched nonsense. Something's, you're going to see a dude who's going to show up. And you've been tricked into sort of believing, you've convinced yourself that something weird and supernatural is going to happen. Then you see a dark sort of shadow move at the edge of the woods. And there is a bit of moonlight. It's not it's not full moon, but there is light. Um, and the the lawn is fairly flat, and the, the the snow is mostly melted except around the edges. You see these shadows start to move into the yard. Do a spot hidden roll. An O three. Three. Ooh, nice. It's um, it's hunkered over. It is walking partly on two feet and partly on all four, like, like a dog occasionally sort of standing on its haunches. But you, with that, a score like that, you suddenly realize the scale of the thing. The thing might be eight feet tall. It's it's a big thing. You can see that it's got prodigious sort of claws. Uh, It it stops very warily looking around in all directions. Um, It specifically looks up towards the top of the house, and you feel like you need to pull away from the window a little bit. Uh, You also seem to notice it's sniffing the air. and then it moves forward towards the window, towards the window to the library, at which point it doesn't actually approach the window. It suddenly leaps 
into the air and probably covers a good 15 feet in the process and very nimbly grabs a hold of the windowsill on the window. Um, do you send a signal to the people downstairs? Well, uh, first question, do I need to make a sanity roll? Uh, yeah, you can do a sanity okay. roll. Okay, because I think that might determine like, what I do even, next. Even if and that is a fail. Do a 1d4. 1d4. Mm. All right. Still just uh, that is block. three. That okay. is three points. So right. the, the rest of you downstairs, um, you hear upstairs, you hear Gene suddenly gasp like, oh, oh my God, you know. I I'd probably fall over all out of the chair I'm in and land on the floor with a thud. And then, and then there's, a, there's a tap, a tap on the ground, and then <laughs> very yep. fast. That's taps. our signal. All right. So what did the rest of you, you're doing? You now know that something is coming. Gene okay. sounds frightened. Are we sure this is a good idea? It's um, the only idea we got, Martha. Watching, watching the door and the window, the door and the window back and forth, and listening very carefully. Yeah, then Robert wraps around in his shotgun. You suddenly hear something lightly hit the side of the house where the window is, and you can hear what sounds very much like a, a scratching noise, as it it's it's definitely on the window sill right outside the window a shadow the moonlight is is covered for a moment by a shadow and uh a moment later and something slips in underneath the window and lifts it up in one very fluid motion and in we, the, had, we had locked the window though right i thought you said uh, you'd unlock no. it yeah we kept everything unlocked yeah okay all right all right it it lifts the window up um, you hear a heavy sort of breathing, a grunting sort of noise, and in the dim light coming through the window, you can see a very large, prodigious sort of claw with long nails opening up the window and then putting its hand on the windowsill, and another one appears, and it begins to move itself. It's still just black to you because you I'm guys are in the I'm not dark. entirely sure what is even possessing me to think about this, but I sort of blindly reach around for like just like a random bookshelf because I suddenly remember if this is who I think it is, I grab a book off the shelf. I don't even know what, what it is. Truth be told, I don't particularly care. Do a sanity one with your buddy. All right. Afraid. Okay. Yeah, 21 on a 50 made it. That's a failure. That's a fail. 72 on a 55. Oh, yeah, D4 for the people in the room. And that's That's the ones that failed. Okay. If you you didn't fail, you can take one point. Okay. Okay. But anyway, even though I am scared to fucking death, what did you get? uh, I got three, but. But yeah, and I got a four. Yeah, so I've I've got a book off the shelf. I uh, steady my breathing. Well, and I, wait. I 
I think that you've gotten a three. So when you see that claw, you probably move back against the bookcase. Right. And uh, make make noise as, you know, the right. you, you've hit it. Uh, Robert, you um, you probably yell out, Jesus Christ, as you as you move <laughs> away from the window. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think he immediately points the shotgun at the window. <laughs> Antoine, uh, you hear commotion in the other room. What did you want to do? Uh, I guess Antoine's, he would look around. The Antoine's door frame. at the bus stop. He's at the bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> Antoine left. Yeah. Look no, around the door do? to see, because I was listening out for a camera shutter, but I think Jesus Christ will have to do. Okay. <laughs> And Gene, what are you doing at this point? That's a great line. <laughs> um, I'm going to be kind of slowly walking down the stairs to see what's going on downstairs. Okay. I'm not in a hurry. <laughs> there is a moment when, because of the noise that you made, the Jesus Christ that you said, mm -hmm. um, something moves forward and looks into the room. Uh, and once again, it's completely black uh, because, you know, it's, it's dark in there. Um, it looks for just a moment, you hear a grunting sort of noise. Um, and it's going to immediately launch itself back into the yard. Running. Um, I you think got, I'll give you, though, that moment when it looks through the window. What do you want to do? I'll take a shot. Robert's going uh, yeah, yeah. to turn on his flashlight and aim it at the creature's face as it looks in. I, I was actually about to just almost blind, like almost on instinct, up comes a camera, flash. All right, you, take, you drop the book, you flash, you put your flashlight on, and Frankie raises her gun. His gun. Um, his gun, sorry. Flash run in, slam the door. In that moment, what you see looking in at you is a sort of mixture of human and dog. The jaw is slung way forward, huge canine teeth, eyes that are yellow, um, hair growing from all of it. Uh, this is all in that moment. You can all do uh, spot hiddens in that moment. We're frozen <laughs> in time. In <laughs> okay, well, I, I was roll, rolling my shot, and then if I'm going to roll a spot hidden, I got an 07, which is a, an extreme success. Uh, okay. 47 out of 65, so regular. For my spot hidden, I got a hard. Okay. In that flash of light, in that moment... Uh, before the creature draws back in, in uh, maybe from the pain of the light in its eyes, you can see that it bears a distinct resemblance to Douglas Kimball, only deformed like into a dog thing. Um, you fire your gun, how'd you do? Well, I had a seven, but I made a spot hidden instead. So. Oh, 11. Excellent. Okay. Mm -hmm. there so, that's an, extreme, that's an so, extreme success. So, yeah, um, I, I I might say a, 
oh dear god because i this is what i thought but having it confirmed the, Douglas. Uh, the moment goes way faster than that the gun goes off you're all suddenly deafened by the sound of the gun going ah, off yeah. Uh, you... Oh, so I got maximum damage oh, if I get to no. roll damage. <laughs> How much damage? Uh, maximum 10, D10. Okay. Oh, God. You only had the, the head of the creature, uh, but your bullet hits it like in the face. And as it rips through, you can see it tear part of the jaw off. Mm. And the creature screeches this this hideous growly screech as it falls back into the yard um what do y'all do I'm by like, now don't. gene you've heard the gunshot you've come running yeah my know, ears are ringing running. i'm like don't just don't yeah robert robert's getting up and he's looking out the window following this oh. thing with this flashlight okay antoine had closed the door right yeah. 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 So I, I wouldn't know what happened inside the library. You still heard the gun go off. Yeah, but yeah, oh, I, yeah, yeah, saying, I just wouldn't see what's I'm there. I'm scrambling as far back from the window as I possibly Holy can. Holy shit. Um, what you see, Robert, is the thing scrambling into the woods. Uh it's running on all fours. It keeps reaching up and putting its hand, you know, like this as it as it moves towards the woods. Very quickly, in fact. Oh my almost god. leaping. Holy good Lord in heaven. What do y'all do? We got to go after it. Fuck you that. <laughs> after it sounds like everything's calmed down, quote unquote, because there's Anton, no more Jean, gunshots. Get in here. I open the door and go, did you get it? Or him? Whatever. That was Douglas. That was Douglas. Uh, Kimball. Kimball. Douglas Kimball. That was him. He was coming back for his fucking books. And you shot his brother? Well, we shot him. He 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 was a dog man. He was yeah, like, he was all that th those things we read in the articles. Those apparently were true, or at least are true for a handful but of he's, them. But he's a oh damn more man than dog. He just wanted the books. He's that fixated on them even now. God damn it! Well, um, we know what's causing it. I ain't following that thing. God in heaven. Uh-uh. I told you. Pikmin got pushed out of good society because of, the, of his art of some of that stuff. Well, hang, hang on, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. If they're real, that Edgar guy is probably one too. Anyone think of that? Yeah. Eddie, Edward. Yeah, Edward. Yeah. 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 We got to close that tunnel. If there are more of these things... We got to close that tunnel. Or, yeah, put a stick of dynamite down it or something. Well, well, but you have to remember that that thing's big, so there could be more than one. How big? I, I didn't. Well, okay, Gene, I only saw the, the, the thing's head and hands. How big is it? Well, no, I'm, t I'm talking about, well, I'm talking about the, the under, where the entrance is at. There's going to be a massive ca cavern well, system I, down there. There's I know, going to be multiple we, entrances. We, we never saw how big it was. You did. Uh, bigger than a man. How and it could crawl much? down a tunnel that tiny? Dear God. I did not see this thing, so I don't know what you are talking about, but... Alternatively, something. alternatively we could recommend to Thomas... To move? 
to put the books outside, all of the books outside, maybe put them in the shed, leave the shed unlocked. I, uh, it, I hate to he say doesn't, it. He doesn't want to hurt Thomas. He just wants his books. I don't, I don't think, think he's going to come back. You shot him in the face. I'll tell him you shot him in the face. Well, you know, we could just throw all the books down the hole and be done with it. Yeah. And Rabelt makes a good point. We have just potentially pissed it off. Mm. Well, Frankie pissed it off. <laughs> hey, Thanks, all guys. I'm saying, Thanks, all guys. I'm saying, yeah. if Douglas still wants to fight, I still got rounds for this thing. And I ain't afraid to shoot a dog, man. Well, he didn't, he's not going to want to fight tonight, I don't think. Maybe tomorrow during the day. I don't know if he's going to come back. But that's the thing. Yeah. I think this well, might have scared him off for good. If we don't follow him now, we might lose him for good. Well, I, 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 not, I recommended that, and people, people I am, did not want to go after him. So. I am not following that thing. Uh-uh. Did you, see, did you see those claws? No way. I definitely did, but... <laughs> I mean, I hear you. I hear you, Robert. I hear you. And I think you're right. Um, we're, we're, we're undermanned. We're under-equipped for something like that. I mean, we might last a few minutes against what, but the moment one gets an upper hand on us, we're I mean, dead. we're as good as dead. We're as good as dead and as good if as he, eaten, by the he way. Does, he, doesn't, he doesn't want to kill people. He just wants his books. He would have killed his brother otherwise. Yeah, he's, okay. he's, been, he's been in here twice with his brother still in the house, and all he did was take books. So I think that whoever made the suggestion of tossing the books down the hole. That way, he has his books. He has no reason to come back. That solves the problem at this house. We don't, right. we yeah. don't know where the other okay. problems are. We don't know where the I, other problems are. I don't want I to know that. where the other okay. problems are. All right. Let's, let's grab as many books as we can carry. We go to that cemetery. We throw them all during down that hole. the day. You, uh, you hear somebody knocking on your front on the front door, Dems. Well, you are downstairs on the front yeah. door. Ah, uh, is there blood on the windowsill? Yes. Okay, we'll have if it's the cops, we'll tell them we shot an intruder because somebody been breaking in, and Kimball will back us on. This, um, so. actually, I will. You know, I will only. You know, very gingerly. Well, I haven't. I'm not touching the window. But I am taking a photo of the blood on the windowsill for later. Okay. I'll it's go possible. into the Did door. you get a yeah. photo of this thing? I got a photo of it, yeah. Or at least of, of its ha hands and face. I'll go uh, into the door. Okay. So Frankie, you, uh, you walk through the living room and you go to the front door and uh, you open it. And in that moment... Some, it happens so quickly, it, it's almost overwhelming. But in that moment, when you open up the front door, there is this huge blackness that's right there at the door. And in the, the pale light, uh, you can see two yellow eyes and large canine teeth. And it says, you shot my fucking boyfriend. And suddenly, oh no, you're, you're pushed back. Uh, there's a rush of numerous things coming into the house, and the rest of you, you're, you're in the, the library. You hear Frankie yell, and Robert uh, is immediately running over. 
before you can even react, there are claws and things coming around the corner, and there must be a dozen of these creatures. Oh, no. Um, you might shoot, but uh, your shoot goes off into the, yeah. into the, and you're overwhelmed. You're pinned to the ground, and uh, you, hear, you hear a voice with a very distinctive New York accent saying, <laughs> get them, boys. Let's take them back. Let's teach them what what they're going to get for shooting my boyfriend. Hey, and, whoa, whoa, uh, whoa. You find yourselves being dragged across the ground by the feet. Uh, you are dragged. Uh, if, if you start to scream, a big clawed hand goes over your face and and With- almost blocks your breathing off. It smells okay. like the grave. I mean, it's, okay. it's fair. I did, I did shoot his boyfriend. I mean, fair is fair. You... <laughs> You kick and you struggle. Maybe you make enough noise to where the neighbors' lights have come on. Uh, people oh, yeah, are. I will, I will totally fight this. Yeah. If, if, if there's one thing I'm gonna ma- manage to, one thing I'm gonna do is, um, as we're being dragged past uh, one of the neighbors' houses, I am hurling my camera. Your uh, your hands are are pinned and the camera once they saw the camera they smashed the camera okay um they drag you through the woods kicking and screaming uh you start to hear sirens maybe off in the distance because there were gunshots and unfortunately the last thing that you see is that open grave and you are dragged down inside of it Mm-hmm. And that so, is the end of your story. So Aww. let me so, so let me guess. If, if Frankie hadn't shot him, he probably would have just run away, and that would, would have been the end of it. Well, we'll talk about what happened. Um, <laughs> uh, some dang. people won some bets. <laughs> <laughs> I bet one of the bets is they're all gonna die. <laughs> all right. You are the first people playing this game where you've all died. All right. Most people (laughs) most people don't shoot. They follow they follow Douglas back to the grave. uh, And follow him down. Well, no, no. He they they find him waiting there to explain what's been going on. Because as you surmised, he was just interested in the books. So I'll tell you his story, even though you never do get to find out your characters. His story is, is that he was a loner. He liked to read. He did go off into fantasy worlds and so forth. And he would go and sit in that cemetery and read. And because it was quiet and there was nobody around, he'd read out loud. And one night as he was sitting there, um, he heard this New York voice uh, nearby, you know, telling him, yeah, keep reading. I like listening to you read. And he made friends with Eddie Kaplan, the ghoul, who had died somewhere in the early 1800s, maybe. Um, they became friends. And over the course of five years or so, Eddie finally convinced him, you know, you come with me, we can be together in the underworld and I can take you on adventures. We can go see the pyramids we can go do all these things because it's all interconnected. Uh, and so Doug did that. And then after about a year living with Eddie and traveling the world, kind of wanted to read some of his old books again. 
So he thought, well, I might just, you know, sneak out and do this. Um, once they had understood that you guys were catching on, uh, Eddie had told them, we're going to have to seal this, uh, this entrance. Uh, so go get whatever books you want, bring them, and then we'll seal this up. And they'll never know what's going to happen. Uh, they'll never figure it out. Uh, but you shot him. And you didn't kill him. He'll regenerate eventually. You could kill him. And, oh, my God, the torture that they would put you through if you actually killed Eddie's boyfriend. Mm. Um, but that's more or less. And Eddie and Douglas would have just explained that to you. And he would have asked you very politely not to tell his brother. Let his brother just think that he disappeared, you know, whatever, and that he would never come back here again. Uh, he just wanted to read his book. It's actually a very sweet story <laughs> until you shoot him. In <laughs> until the I shot him. Yep. <laughs> until I made it go violent. It's all fun and games until you shoot a ghoul in the mouth. Well, right. you see, we should have gotten payment up front, but you said no. So, um, so was I? So, so was I completely off by bringing up Pikmin? No, no, that was a good addition. Yeah, mm -hmm. Pikmin had a relationship with these things. Mm -hmm. Pigman mm -hmm. eventually joins them if you read the uh, dream quest. Mm -hmm. All right, well, let me go ahead and finish, and then we can talk about some more. Our players included Jen Obertaz, Thomas Bailey, Connor McLean, Zach Wood, and Heather Poirier, uh, with yours truly as the keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for the updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good game.